0: Welcome everyone to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host TJ and with me is our NHL analyst expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy. Game five double overtime winner by your friend, your favorite, Josh Bailey.
1: Okay, no, it's not about Josh Bailey. Okay. It's, oh, it's what? not about oh, Josh oh, Bailey.
0: I know it's not about Josh Bailey, but you're wearing the Josh Bailey shirt. Hey, Josh Bailey, I want to know when you score a goal.
1: Actually, it's, hey, Tristian Jarry, I want to know when you're going to stop a goal. <laughs> he's uh, he's a nightmare in that. I mean, let's be honest. Hey, we were thoroughly dominated today, and uh, Ilya Sorokin is the man in that. I mean, he's, he's the reason why we won today. He has now single-handedly won us two games, game one and tonight. We're all because of him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ilya Sorokin had had a monstrous night tonight. Huge saves, outstanding reflexes. Again, he's like a cat back there in net. And think about it, right? Pierre Maguire was likening Sorokin to like Eddie Belfort. We've talked about it before. The guy has hassock s type movements and hassock s type saving abilities, that ability to make those spectacular saves. Holy crap. There is no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. Sorokin is the number one goalie on Long Island. No doubt about it. I know no I was wondering last episode, last podcast. I was like, you know, it's not worth throwing everything for all him off has done away. The performance that we saw tonight, Sorokin stood on his head and was an absolute brick wall. I'm telling you. He is the number one goalie on Long Island. There is no doubt about it.
1: You know, I like, you know, when they say a goalie, good pitching or, you know, pitching beats hitting, uh, a good goaltender can win you a series. This is what John Davidson was like when they beat the Islanders in 1979. It was just like tonight where we dominated the action. And he just single-handedly won the series. And that's we are seeing what that does. There's no way Pittsburgh wins. I'm going to tell you right now, absolutely no way Pittsburgh comes. I don't think they make it out of Wednesday alive.
0: Pittsburgh will lose Wednesday night in the Coliseum to the Islanders. There is no doubt in my mind. I, yeah. You talk about how confident you are in certain things. The Islanders end this on game six. I really do believe that. The Islanders will end this in a Coliseum game six. No doubt in my mind. Before we jump too much into it, there's a lot of praises to sing of Islanders. There's is a lot of things to talk about also. Oliver Walsh, from obviously, getting injured. Um, but we got a quick word there from our ad there uh, and sponsor, DraftKings. It's playoff time. Big sca- big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day basketball playoffs, DraftKings will have twenty thousand dollars in total prizes up for grabs. The best part is it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free. To play pools every day in the NBA playoffs, offering a player a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings apps and go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will have the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs, head to DraftKings pool page and get your shot at huge cash prizes. Again, that's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Grumpy old man.
1: Yeah, I didn't pay any attention to what you said. I was thinking about the Islands'
0: victory. Did you mess up the ad? I didn't mess up the ad, but hey, I tune out the ad when I read it as well. Let's be honest. <laughs>
1: Oh, see, now you shouldn't be saying that.
0: I not say that, but hey, when I'm reading it, I'm just re- usually have to translate to different languages. Today, they put it in English. It was easy for me. It was easy just to tune it out and read it. I, I I mean, hate- I'm not paying attention to the end. We just won game five in an armed robbery.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. We were, we're nowhere near as good a
0: team as Pittsburgh is.
1: I, um, I mean, that's pretty obvious. We're not close to as good a team as they are. Our goaltender is. If he's like a 90 or 95 overall, their goaltender is like a 40. He is that freaking bad. Today, two of the goals were because of him. Just his his inability to positionally play the position. Uh, well, his
0: inability to stay under control in the net. We'll talk about that again. Okay, let's focus on some of the positives here first, Grumpy Old Man, because there are positive takeaways from tonight's game. There certainly are. I think that's a positive
1: that our goaltender is – infinitely better than theirs.
0: I'm going to say our goaltender, not just comparing him to Tristan Jari. I think what we saw today was the emergence of Sorokin is the number one. There's no question or doubt about it. Going forward, Sorokin will be the number one goalie on the island. There is no question about it.
1: Uh, Yeah. Varlamov should not touch the ice again uh, in this postseason. Sorry. And if, if Barry Trotz puts him in, it's a monstrous mistake. This kid should never come off the ice.
0: Well, you want to know something crazy, too. You talk about, hey, you know, obviously the veteran leadership, the veteran side there goes to Varlamov. You know what you've got there in the playoffs. Look at what the Florida Panthers did today. The Florida Panthers benched Robofsky, and they started Spencer Knight tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he's held the Lightning to one goal for victory there. Uh, the Florida Panthers, I believe, got a victory there against the Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: Yeah, Not only that, the, the backup is Dreger. He, uh, Knight wasn't even second string. He was third string, but they weren't doing the job. And Quinville rolled the dice and said, We're going to put the young kid in there, and the young kid delivered.
0: I mean, and, and I'll tell you one thing. You talk about the bright future of Sorokin in this system. He is going to put up gaudy video game numbers. He was dialed in tonight. He was tested. I mean, what do they have? 46 shots, att- shot attempts there on net?
1: No, more than that. 49, I think. Wow. For, it was 49 through the the first overtime, 49. I don't know if they had any second overtime.
0: Yeah, man, oh, man. And You think about it, right? The Islanders, think about how deflating of a loss this is for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They are absolutely finished. If the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Islanders and win the series in seven, I will be shocked. That goal they gave up in the third period had to be super deflating. They were dominating and carrying play for the second and the third period. Think about it. The Islanders had six shots on net the second and the third period. And
1: they—they <laughs> they made
0: to cash in and score.
1: They made three mistakes the whole game, and everyone wound up in the back of the net. Gensel just not playing the man. I don't know what the hell he was doing in the last minute. A, uh, I mean mean—a period where you were just dominated. Uh, all the action was down in the aisles. I know the shots were close, but no real high scoring chances. And Gensel, for some reason, is playing defense. And he tries to body-check Pavilion. He just walks right around him and scores not a goal glove side. Let's give credit. That was not glove side. But it's like in the last minute. That's any time you give up a goal in the last minute, that's like, those are crushers, especially when you carry the action the whole game.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the thing I is, mean, I was shocked. I was, I was like, all right, you know, Pittsburgh gives up that goal in the last minute of play in the first period. You wonder what that does to their psyche. They came out, and they were still very dominant. Um, they were dominant in the second and third period, despite us being able to tie everything up. But losing that game in double overtime after, you know, I'm sure the Penguins will look at it as they absolutely dominated play. That is a, such a deflating loss. And you wonder what that does long-term for the Penguins as well. You know what I mean? You have to question, if you're if you're Penguins, Penguins uh, management or ownership or uh, the organization, Jari's not the guy in that. They have to address that.
1: Yeah, that, that, it means nothing long term because Jari won't be back. There he might be back as a backup, but I'm I guarantee you they're looking to upgrade the goalie position this off because he he is going to cost them the series. There's just there's just no two ways about it. They have, except for game four, they have absolutely dominated us for the majority of the whole series. Today, the whole game they dominated us. The whole
2: game.
0: Well, I mean, let's think back on this, though, too, right? We have talked forever and ever and ever about the, how the Islanders play the bend-don't-break style. And there was no better antithesis than what we saw tonight than the bend-don't-break style. It looks like we are on the verge of losing the entire game. My blood pressure, if I was measuring it, was through the roof. And again, now we can get that sigh of relief. Ah, namaste, Right. We won the game, but my blood pressure the entire third period, the entire overtime, first and second, was racing, absolutely racing. Not mine. I
1: knew we were going to win that game. When it went overtime, I, here's the thing. Jari sucks so bad. I was just waiting for us to put a shot on net. Honestly, from when we tied it up, I'm like, this game is over. I mean, you knew. And I watched him get that puck. I said, why is he Freaking with the puck, just clear it out. And he gives it to of all people, Josh freaking Bailey, who barely puts the shot on net. It was such a bad shot; it was wobbling. I mean, he had a breakaway, nobody there, and Jari just drops his glove hand. And where does he go? Right over the glove hand again. I mean, they have the book on this kid. I, I, I just shoot at him. I don't know why they don't shoot pucks. Honestly, I just shoot they, him from the red have line. Had
0: they don't have enough offensive possession, just to be shooting every puck that comes their way as much as they do need to put a lot more pressure on him. You know, that's the biggest, that is the biggest weakness on that team. There is no doubt about it. And you think about this game too, right? The Islanders, had some really crappy. I, we don't complain about referees. We always prevent that. But the Islanders got called for you know a few ticky tack penalties that weren't theirs, and uh, you know the, the refs also missed out on a few calls that should have gone the Islanders' way. Not today, the had players.
1: Pittsburgh had no power plays today.
0: No, they did. You're wrong. They had
1: okay, two- I, I, I even wrote it down. Islanders cannot complain about the penalties today. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They were hooking and holding the whole game. Here's the thing: I'm glad they weren't calling them because you know it drives me crazy when they do call those penalties. When they called the Nelson penalty, I'm like, "Oh my god, you got to be kidding me!"
0: The, and the penalty was BS for a certain. Okay, okay I mean, later,
1: right? The Anders were, were in Pittsburgh zone for 25 seconds and they draw a penalty. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I mean, this game. I mean, you can't complain about the referees. No way.
0: No I'm, way. I'm just saying the refs were not. I mean. The refs called a pretty close game. I'm just saying there are a few calls where it's like, hey, you know, even when the the, uh, the broadcasting crew is pointing it out, you know, they've missed a few. All I'm saying is, hey, the high sticking that was called against Andy Green was not a high stick against Andy Green. I feel like that washed out the Brock Nelson missed call because I don't think the Brock Nelson penalty was actually a penalty. But, you know, the high stick Paul Mary took definitely could have been a double minor. I'm just saying uh, the biggest – one of the biggest takeaways from today's game is the loss of Oliver Wallstrom.
1: yeah. And I just find it interesting. It always seems that Mike Matheson is involved whenever those things happen. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Pajot thing on Dumoulin in game one where, uh, yeah, it's not a penalty, but he kind of pushed him a little bit. And the same thing happened here, and he fell really awkward. I mean, his leg got totally bent back. His head crashed into the boards.
0: Well, his head didn't crash into the boards. His head had the whiplash. It didn't actually crash into the boards. But and the thing is, I'll pull that up for you too, Grumpy Old Man. The item I'm worried about because if you watch how he skated off the ice, he did not put pressure on one of his legs. And here's the thing, right? Uh, we, it's funny. We'll, we'll break it down. But I want to show you here this in in the large screen there, Grumpy. You see that he gets that leg caught up underneath him, and he's got his head ricocheting around. I think and, it,
1: and, it, and his stick gets up. The stick gets up on him too. I mean, it, it reminded me a little bit of what Pajot did to Dumoulin, kind of something, because really that's interference, right? If you think about it, he's the interfering with it. He's part not part making part. a play for the puck. He's supposed to make a play on the puck. It's He went and took the man instead of making a play on the puck. And the ref was, I don't know, he was turned around or whatever. Yeah, the,
0: ref, the ref was in. The ref got right there. And Again, like that's a high stick right around the neck area. Again, it it's doesn't matter. Here's the thing, right? The most important item is... When will Oliver Wallstrom be healthy going forward? That's a guy we need to continue to produce because he's played well here in the playoffs. He certainly has.
1: Yeah. I worry about the leg more than anything else. Uh, if you watch here, how it kind of gets caught behind like that and you got to watch out for something like that.
0: And again, he could have just been gliding on one skate there, leaving the ice because he just took a jarring hit to his head. That is very, that is a very likely scenario. Absolutely. It is. Uh it's funny, right? We had talked last podcast about who is next man in in case something happens or a forward gets injured. We talked about it, right? Because your players, the longer you go into playoffs, will not stay 100% healthy. Your team just doesn't do it. Uh, it's It would be a miracle if it happened, right? We talked about who is next man up. We had gone through the scenario, right? It's not going to be for Bellows just because he hasn't played the better half of probably two months. Um, it's either going to be Michael Del Cole or Travis Ajax. And now you're in a situation where Oliver Waltram goes down. He probably will not be back on Wednesday. Maybe he will. I have to assume he probably won't be. And you're thinking to yourself, who is next man up?
1: Michael Del Cole. It'll be Michael Del Cole. I, I think the Zay Jack, can't skate with them. And that's the one thing that Michael Del Cole brings. He'll you know he'll skate up and down his wing and he'll forecheck and he'll get back and play defense. And that's all that Barry cares about. He doesn't care about anything else zay can't do the job it won't be zay jack it'll be michael don't who should it be it should be Kiefer bellows but it won't be
0: okay I, I disagree with you there here's the only reason i disagree with you about that Kiefer bellows has not played a meaningful minute in over two months there's no way in hell you're going to convince me that he should be out there on the ice whose fault is that? I, well, okay whose fault it is doesn't matter at this point whose fault it is you know we can point fingers all we want at this point in time he hasn't played a meaningful minute in two months I don't think you could say, hey, Kiefer Bellows, a rookie. We're gonna roll you out there, even though you haven't played really, you know, in two months. I, I just don't think that's gonna happen. I think it's gonna have to be Michael Dougole. And yeah, right. When we're looking at Michael Del Cole and the difference between Oliver Wallstrom, Michael Del Cole does not have the ounce of offensive acumen that Oliver Wallstrom has.
1: Okay. I totally disagree with your premise because as far as I'm concerned, Kiefer Bellows is the best, better player. He's the better player. He brings you this team offensively is inept right now, totally inept. Unless Pittsburgh and Jari gives us goals and chances, we're not scoring. It just it's just not going to happen. You want somebody who at least can put the puck on net. That's not Michael Dell Cole. It's not Travis Zajac. He he cannot keep up with the pace in this game.
0: Well, the funny Without thing is. I do agree that we have a difficult time scoring the odd thing about this and again I know overtime wins play into this as well we're averaging over three goals a game right now grumpy
1: I don't care Tristan jarry is let Tristan jari has scored seven goals for their team he's the leading goal scorer. he's he, he's a disaster that's why if he if he they even had an average even a below average goaltender in that this series is over and we're wow, going wow. even a below average he is so bad. He is so bad. I I was I wasn't even concerned about this game when it was two two. I'm like, man, this game is over.
0: Well, here it is, you right? You mentioned, hey, what happened on that Josh Bailey goal? Hey, you know, pucks. Nobody near
1: him. Nobody near him. Doo-doo-doo. Whoop! What are you looking at? And then again, the the glove hand dropped down to his ankles. Make a
0: dude. You suck. A good I'm glad I'm glad he performed he's performing hideously bad. I really am grumpy old man because right, this is think about it, right? Vavilia doesn't quit. He forces pressure. Uh Bailey's in the right position, and he's able to take advantage of a, a fortuitous bounce and a mistake, right? We've talked about it. What do the Islanders have to do to win playoff games and to be successful? They have to play the bend don't break Islander style where it looks like they are going to on the verge of giving up a goal. One
1: two, three, he had the puck for three freaking seconds. What's the one thing you're not supposed to do? Where are you not supposed to clear the puck ever?
0: Right down the middle of the ice. But I wanna, What did he I do? Wanna, what did, wanna, did he do? I want to get back to my point. He cleared in the okay. middle of the ice. I want to get back to my point, Grump, right? You derailed me a little bit. Um, yeah. That being said, I, I don't remember what I was saying. Thanks, Grump. Anyway, uh, derailed me there, Grump. You interrupted. So, Sorry. Uh, well, I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm what, sure it wasn't
1: what, profound anyway. Don't worry about it.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, But, you know, the Islanders have to take advantage when the Penguins and other teams make mistakes, right? They play the bend-don't-break style. They play the heavy defensive style. They get the good structure. This win, we can chalk up to two reasons. The structure, the Barry Trot structure, and the goaltending. Those are the two reasons we won this game. And if we add a third there, we can also add in Tristan Jari. Those are the three reasons we won this game here today.
1: The structure the structure, had nothing to do with it today. We gave up 50 shots on goal. That is not structure. And they were point-blank chances. They were point-blank freaking chances. Well, the reason we won was because of Ilya Sorokin. And Tristan Jari was number two. It was one and two.
0: I'm saying you also have to give the structure a little bit of credit too, Grum. You have no. to, You have to pay credit where credit's due. Right? If you
1: give up 50 shots a game, that is your structure is not to give up 50 shots a game. That's not the structure. If they would give up 25 shots a game in a double overtime, yes, then it's structure. You gave up 50 shots today. That's not structure. That was all goaltending today. That kid was spectacular in that. He was. And guess what? Guess what happened then? They were so concerned of trying to pick spots on him, and that's what, that's what players do. They grip this. They go, okay, now I have to be real fancy because this kid's phenomenal, and then they started missing the net wide, missing high and wide because he, they couldn't do anything down low. He is like a cat in that.
0: The, some of the saves he made were outstanding, absolutely phenomenal. I, I'm so excited about his future with the Islanders. You talk about, hey, what does the future look like? What pieces can we build around? Holy crap, that kid's one of them. That kid is going to be one of the cornerstones of this franchise long-term.
1: Yeah. Sorokin – I mean, I'm sorry. Varlamov, I'm exposing him in expansion draft. I just hope they pick him.
0: Well, I'll I'll You don't want to pay
1: your backup $5 million a year.
0: I get it. I get it, and I'm on the same page, but in the same token. If they're comfortable together and they gel well together and they've got good locker room chemistry, you're going to find me a little hard-pressed to say, move away from Varlamov.
1: When you're right up against the top of the cap and you can't sign your own guys and maybe probably going to have to trade another young player because you don't have the balls to trade a veteran, uh, you gotta you got to just cut salary. And like I said, when we do the offseason, the expansion draft, I, I guarantee on my list he's exposed.
0: Okay. I just love how we still manage to get it in the same You event. have
1: a studying goal. You have an absolute freaking studying goal. You don't need a $5 million backup. Mm. And they can't, it's not like, the, it's not like in the NFL where, okay, you want to stay with the team, we're going to cut your salary. It's not like that in the NHL.
0: Well, I want to go ahead and bring, oh, that's the wrong day. I'm sorry about it. I want to go ahead and bring that, uh, that excellent pass by Leo Komaroff that resulted in the goal, right? That second Islanders goal right there was a great pass there by Leo Komaroff. Give I had it to do.
1: Yep, I had it written down because I want to give credit where credits due. That was a nice pass by kamrov and even though Everly flubbed the puck initially, our boy Jerry bailed him out by flopping around. He was able to recover and at easy goal. That was an easy goal. I don't, I don't know what the hell he does. It's embarrassing watching him in that actually. Just look at him. What the? Where is he? It's in center
0: ice. A great job there. Great pass by so Carl Beautiful him pass. Sixteen. Not marking Everly that well, right? The puck gets kind of oh. and and here's here's Jari. Obviously, he thought it was going to be an immediate shot. He's coming out of his net and he's completely exposed <laughs> and laying <laughs> out on the ground, just getting the puck up. Everly's going to go ahead and pot that into the net. I mean, man, oh man. I, again, another one where we have taken advantage of a mistake by the Pittsburgh gold by Pittsburgh goalie. There, Jari. Here's my question: Do you think Jari comes out and starts Game Six? Is
1: I just if it was if I'm the coach, I can't start him. I just can't. I cannot. I can't put him in net again. I would have benched him after the first game, honestly. If you have anybody who's a back, I guess the Smith can play, but I mean, because Legacy was the backup again. But I mean, if I have anybody, here's the thing. Who could be worse than him? He is single-handedly costing your team games. And also a little bit of credit to JG Pajot for creating that turnover, also. Help create that turnover.
0: certain he did. Now you said is it Manny Legacy? Who's in that forum?
1: I think, I think that's his name. Man, oh man.
0: Manny freaking legacy. I, I did want to get through a couple other things. Maybe is it Manny Legacy Jr.? I see Legacy on the back name. me. My my thought immediately goes to Manny Legacy. Again, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know who is in net form because there, I still think, you know, if it's not going to be, if they're not rolling out, it's not Manny legacy. It's gotta be some other legacy. If they're not rolling out Jari, it has to be Casey to Smith has to be.
1: He's freaking terrible.
0: I mean, I think Smith isn't healthy at the time period, but I I don't know what he's injured, what he's banged up with. But if you're the penguins, you're pushing like, Hey, can't you get out there on the ice for us? Seriously? Because we need you. We do.
1: Yeah. He, I'm sorry. You got You got to make a change. I don't. I don't understand why they haven't made a change yet. Because he's been horrible. He's just been horrible this series. If it wasn't, if they had, like I said, if they had anybody else in goal, we're already done. We're we're beaten. Because Pittsburgh's better. I mean, honestly, the run of play is all in Pittsburgh's favor.
0: Maxime okay. Legacy.
1: Okay, Maxime.
0: Okay. okay. Well, when you talk about Legacy, grumpy old man, he's definitely not going to be rolled out there. He played one game. In 2020, 2021, it was a shutout, might I add. But uh, you look at his NHL career, there's 16 – there's 18 starts. So, uh, you know, I'm going to say they're going to try to avoid him if <laughs> at all costs. Uh, you know, well, you're between a rock and a hard place if Casey DeSmith Casey is not healthy. Game,
2: uh, I would say.
1: That's the difference between me and, I guess, coaches in the league. This guy blows. He sucks out loud. I can't put him back out there again. I can't. If Volimov was playing, perhaps – Because you know he's going to give you a few, but if Sorokin's in there,
0: Varlamov is is not going to (laughs) play. Varlamov is not playing. That's
1: what. That's yeah. That's my point. But you know, I just I had a couple of things I just want to talk about real quick before we take phone calls and stuff, uh, or until we uh, answer some.
0: uh, Before we start getting comments and opening up the call Uh, line to certain guys, I
1: I thought uh, Malkin came out and played really well today. Yes. And the second goal. I mean, he scored the first goal, which was a nice shot. I don't know what Soro he beat-, he beat Sorokin short side up high. Um, and I couldn't tell if he was a little bit off line there. Uh, they say that Mayfield screened him. Mm, I don't know. But it was a nice shot. I mean, it was top shelf. I mean, that's what that's what good players do. Uh, and then on the flip side, we see Everly on a beautiful pass from Brock Nelson where he just can't handle the pass. I mean, even on the goal he scored, he couldn't handle the pass right to him. And it's like, okay, and it makes me wonder. Gosh, what if we had more talented wingers? But you know, one play when the when Pittsburgh got their second goal, Malkin did something interesting. He took the puck out of the zone. They had carried play; they were in there for I don't know, 45, 50 seconds. He takes it out. Three guys chase him. I'm like, what? And I, I'm I'm i like, what the hell are you doing? I'm watching. I mean, it's Pelik, Sazikas, and who's and Martin. They were all chasing. I'm like, what are you doing, chasing him in, in this etcetera ice? And sure enough, he makes a pass and it sets up for that goal. And I think that Sorokin maybe should have had. That, that was a long-distance shot. Um, yes. But, I mean, I, it was a bullet, sure. But uh, it was I, – I mean, it was like the one thing I was amazed is everybody chased Malkin, which I was stunned. I was stunned by.
0: Well, I also want to go ahead and mention this too your Grumpy Old Man. Look, look at how Malkin came out and played because we had talked about it absolutely hideous. Game number four. Hideous game number four. He comes out there and was on a different level, especially early. I, I again I think he was if, if I think if Sorokin wasn't so on his game, I really think that he was gonna he was gonna be on a tear today. He made some huge saves on Malkin early that I think helped alter the trajectory of this game, Grumpy. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. I, I just like I said, I I don't know. Listen. I don't know.
0: Were you, next, listening, next, grumpy? Were next you question, listening, Grumpy? Were
1: you question? I was I was reading something else, and usually you don't ask me a direct question. So I was Oh my
0: attention. god, Grumpy. We can't even buy your attention after game five win. It's
1: double eleven thirty
0: this overtime.
1: And I had to everyone knows I had to, I had to pry I had to pry you out of your out of the bathroom to get you to get on the podcast.
0: Oh everyone knows. Stop freaking stop, Grumpy old man. Um well, let me put it to you like this. I know you answered it already. What do you expect? Again, because we're going to start reading comments. We're going to open up the phone line. What do you expect in Game 6? Again, I know uh, you expect a win, but how convincing do you expect it to be, and what do you expect the game to look like?
1: I think we're going to win. I Maybe it'll be 4-2. Um, I just – it depends on what they do, honestly. If they put a different goalie in – I think maybe you could motivate them a little bit. Uh, I can't imagine Pittsburgh playing any better than they did tonight. I mean, they were even defensively they were good tonight, except for the three blunders which led to three goals. Um, But their goaltending is is a nightmare. I mean, it's it's just that plain and simple. And they're done. They're done. I, I can't see them win. I just can't see them winning by any stretch of the imagination. And Sorokin's the star of the
0: series. I do want to talk about one more thing before we open up the phone lines, right? The Boston Bruins have now beaten the Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals knocked out of the first round of the playoffs for the third year in a row, have not made it past the first round of the playoffs without Barry Trotz or since Barry Trotz has left. Yeah. Uh,
1: what are you trying, what are you, what are you trying
0: uh, to say? Well, I've got a few things. What's your take number one on that, right? Maybe the first two years you could blame it on Todd Reardon. Right, but they they fixed and addressed the coaching issue this offseason, and they still got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. I just kind of want to know what your take is on that.
1: Their goal ten pretty weak this year, too. Right? I mean, let's be honest. they lose Hell who had owned Boston previously. He's gone. And Vanachek and Samsonov in big moments spit the bit. They did. They were terrible. I mean, Samsonov can't, you know. You have to wonder about the leadership of the team under Ovechkin, and I'm going to hold him accountable because, you know, during the season they have that party and all those guys have to sit out for COVID reasons. And then somehow Simsonov goes back on the COVID list again at the end of the year. And then uh, Vanacek, wasn't that his name, Vanacek?
0: Vanacek, uh uh-huh.
1: He gets hurt, and they have to play – uh, freaking Craig Anderson for two games, and honestly, uh, Washington was carrying the play until Simpsonov makes a colossal blunder behind the net in double overtime, and uh, Craig Smith takes it and does a wraparound because he's not paying attention, and that's the end of that series. Then the Boston took over, and their first line took over. Before that, Washington outplayed them. It was very similar, very similar to our series, where they stole, they stole a game, and then a uh, blunder. By a goaltender, uh, got Boston's feet under them. But now Boston's flying now.
0: Well, that's, I, that's want, I wanted, message. I wanted, I wanted to bring that up. And the reason I brought up, hey, Washington's been booted in the first round of the playoffs, and you know the Boston Bruins have moved on. We played and performed very well against the Boston Bruins this year. And here is my question for you, ladies and gentlemen, the Islander fans. I would not be shocked at all if after the Islanders advance, and again, this is a big if. I think the Islanders are going to advance. After the Islanders advance to the second round, I would not be shocked at all if Varlamov sees back in that game one because Varlamov's numbers against the Boston Bruins were outstanding this year. I would be shocked if Varlamov, despite how well Sorokin has been playing, if Varlamov would not see action in game one against the Bruins. I would be shocked.
1: Barry Trotz, if he does that, is a fool. He's an absolute fool. You ride the hot goaltender. Sorokin's better than Varlamov, period. And here's the thing. Yeah, Varlamov played well against them the beginning of the year, not at the end. You realize we won the first five games against us. They beat us the last three. So, you know, they kind of figured us out. They were banged up when we played them early in the year. They got healthy at the end, and then they got Taylor Hall, and they're way better than they were when we were beating them five in a row. Remember, they beat, they beat us the last three games. So, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. They kind of solved the island of Riddle by the end of the year. And they're extremely well coached, as we are. And uh, they have two solid lines now, two really solid lines. And the first line is absolutely rolling, and their power play has been sensational.
0: Again, just to provide some context, we're just going to go ahead and pop up the numbers on screen because I think it is important here for this topic. Uh, Grump, I will zoom in because these are Varlamov's numbers against the Boston Bruins. Seven games played. Five wins, one loss, a nine four three save percentage, and a one nine three goals against average in a regular season. He only allowed in, I'm sorry, he allowed in thirteen goals over that over that seven game span.
1: I don't care. I don't care. He's not as good. Best players play. You want to lose a series? Go ahead, a guy put a guy who shit the bed in the two games that he's played in this series, and let's throw him back in there. When you got a guy who's hot as a firecracker and is single-handedly well, with Jerry anyway, he's single-handedly going to win you a playoff series. I mean, because that's what it is. And you're going to bench him? You're, you're a, then you're a fool. If Barry Trotz says that, he's an absolute fool.
0: I'm just going to put it like this. It's hard to deny the success of Varlamov against the Bruins this year. And you look at it, Varlamov did not perform well against the Penguins at all this year, okay? So I'm just saying don't be shocked. Don't have an epileptic attack, grumpy old man, uh, if you see Varlamov in game one against the Bruins. I'm just saying his numbers have been really stellar against the Bruins this year, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he goes with what he knows and, and relies upon. I think think that Sorokin should play. I mean, you should remove the hot hand, right? I completely agree. I'm just saying don't be shocked.
1: Then Barry Trotz would be a moron. That's all I can say. If he goes with Varlamov over Sorokin now, he's a moron. That's enough said. Enough said on that. He'd be an absolute fool to do that. That's just being nice. I'm being nice to him, actually. (laughs) Because Lou should call him and say, what the hell are you
0: doing? Do you not
1: even watch these games from the bench?
0: What are you doing? Oh, stop, grumpy old man. Uh, And again, like, I'm not saying that Sorokin's numbers are bad against the Bruins, right? Because when you look at Sorokin's numbers, he only really had one start there against the the Bruins. Again, he only had three goals against the Bruins over two games played, one loss and one loss there in overtime. Um, Again, that's, you know, that's one of those. His numbers
1: are better than Varlamov's against the Bruins
0: then? No, no. Varlamov's numbers are better. Again, like, you'll see the wins favor Varlamov's favor. Again, You know, Sorokin hasn't beaten the Bruins in the two games. Technically, made appearances. uh, Thirty-five shots, uh, thirty-eight shots against, thirty-five saves, and nine-two-one save percentage and a two-two-three goals against average. Only three goals allowed. All I'm gonna say is, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I would like to ride the hot goalie. You'd think, obviously, you'd like to ride a hot goalie because Sorokin is king. I mean, best goalie out there, number one goalie on Long Island. I'm just saying, don't be shocked, ladies and gentlemen, Islander fans. Don't be shocked. That's all I'm saying.
1: It makes for a good podcast whenever it does something dumb like that, especially if it causes us to lose.
0: Oh, goodness gracious, grumpy old man. Um, (laughs) His slavish devotion to the
1: older players sickens me. It sickens me.
0: I'm not going to say he's going to have that same devotion. I'm just saying don't be shocked. I'm just saying if that does happen, don't be shocked.
1: Varlamov had to to play like absolute dog shit for two straight games after Sorokin stole the first game. Varlamov lost us the next two, and then he makes a decision. First of all, he should have played Sorokin the second game considering how good he was the first. He didn't. uh, Varlamov gives up the weakest shot imaginable on the first shot of the game, and now your team's behind. And then he craps the bed in game three and gives up two, maybe three goals he should have stopped. In a five-four loss, right? Then Sorokin has to come in and gets a shutout. Oh, one goal—he had the one goal against, but virtually a shutout against them. And then today, again, steals another game. I don't know if you, even if you have even, if you have an IQ of about forty, you would think that Sorokin has to go the rest of the way this playoff
3: series.
0: <laughs> that being said, we're going to open up the phone line guys and start reading comments. You can call in there at 318-608-2245. Uh Grumpy Old Man. We're getting a lot of comments there. Oh, we've already got our first caller here Grumpy Old Man, but we do have a comment here saying Tom White saying all hail Bailey. Sorokin is a machine, a huge win.
1: Thank you Christian jerry He's like he, he's like the gift that just keeps on giving that guy. He sucks. I'm sorry. I'm glad he don't play for us. If he would have played us, we would have lost like 18 to 1.
0: Really? That you think it would have been that extreme, Grumpy.
1: Yeah, because I mean they had 20, at least 20 prime time goal scoring chances. At
0: least. You're you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? D Cut. What's up, boys? What's up, D Cut? Starting off a tradition. D. Cut always first caller in. How's it going, D Cut?
2: Good. Wanted to thank you, TJ, for the shout out to Al's Misery. I forgot to do it last call, so uh, a little shout out to you. I you know I gave you a couple of digs about the hairline, but it's all in good fun. <laughs> uh, second thing, <laughs> uh, second thing. I would definitely go MDC over Zay Jack. Zay is done. He's a Jack. He's a he's depthed setter in case, case he gets hurt like he normally does, but please don't put him in put MDC in. He'll forecheck. He'll hustle. He won't hurt you defensively. Uh, Third thing, and I'll let you guys go, and thanks as always for a great show. Uh, Grump, you're not going to like this. A little cherry-picking from D-Cut. Trot, 9-2 in his last 11 playoff games against Sully Sullivan. Take it easy, boys. (laughs) Hopefully, the next time we speak, we'll be talking about Boston. Adios. Adios.
0: All right. Thank you, D cut there. I appreciate the call in as always. Uh yeah, Grump. That's a that's a good point. Right now. 92 92 against against Mike Sullivan.
1: Against oh, against Mike Sullivan. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you okay. complained about him cherry picking that stat last time. Well, he I, did.
1: He cherry and he's still cherry picking it. That's all right. <laughs> I'm just going we don't have to play Carolina, right? 0 and four against them. Okay. Don't want to play them.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Grumpy, it's uh it's it's definitely going to be. yeah. I mean, like Carolina, you know, tied two and two there with uh, with the Predators. Had a lot of overtime, double overtime games. So you wonder too what type of toll that may have taken there on Carolina long term.
1: They're so much better than Nashville. I mean, like I said, Nashville. I, they're they're not in Carolina's league. It doesn't matter because Tampa Bay is going to snuff them both out. I load and I know Tampa lost today, but they'll close that out um, on Wednesday without a doubt. Colorado is unbelievable
0: well they slept the blues and we also have a caller hey who do we have calling in right now hey it's paul from texas
3: again how are y'all
0: doing tonight (laughs) doing well doing well hey after after a little double overtime win you're not going to see me complaining
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Sorokin is in, in God mode. But, um, grumpy old man, I have to complain about something. Um, we o- we only can, prote- we have to protect a goalie, um, in an expansion draft. And Sorokin doesn't need to be protected. He actually cannot be exposed and picked by Seattle. The only reason why Understein Schneiders not only have a third backup is to have, be qualified for expansion because, Barlamov has a no movement clause and he needs to be protected. And I don't think he's going to waive that because I think he wants to stay with Sorokin. So, it, unfortunately, Barlamov is probably not going to waive his no movement clause and we're going to have to keep Barlamov. And who I think, um, Yannis should keep, should expose is, I agree with you on Letty. Letty should be exposed. But Craig Mayfield, um, or Dobson. I would I'll more likely protect Dobson if he's eligible. I haven't checked Cat Friendly recently, but they need to protect Dobson. And on the forward side, who uh, here's some of the people I'm thinking they're going to protect? Barzell, Lee, um, Everly, um, Beauvillier, Pajot, and then who? And Nelson, Nelson, and then who else would you pick? who else would you protect? You got you're not going to protect any of the bottom sticks. so you got to protect Bailey because he's the only one that. Even has iota of offensive ability, just a little bit. Not a lot, but he still has a little
0: bit. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in here, real quick. We won't have to protect Dobson. Um, I know with originally uh, they signed Kevin Appleby or Applegate. I cannot remember his last name, literally just to be exposable there in the draft. Um, You know, that's the big thing, right? Would would Varlamov go ahead and leave himself, uh, you know, able to move there? uh, Okay.
1: First of all, Varlamov does not have a no move clause, he has a no trade clause. So he can be exposed.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's a no trade clause, so which he could waive if he wanted to.
0: Now I don't think he. So you could want Schne- you want Schneider to be the backup. You want Schneider oh. to be the backup, Grumpy.
1: I would. I'd go. For, there's goalies are a di- a backup goalie's a dime a dozen. You don't want to be paying a backup five million dollars a year. You can get anybody for two million. They're always especially I, in expensive. Ask
3: Toronto that win for a while. Ask Toronto that win for Toronto for a while here's here's the thing
0: right in our system we can turn any goalie we have backup goalie into great shakes look at thomas grice of the doug weight system his okay. numbers were gaudy i didn't want him ever to dress in an islanders uniform again i wound up eating my words the year after there barry trotz got in and he put up gaudy numbers i think any goalie okay. su- succeeds and excels in this system but uh, you know and i think sorokin will continue um But one more thing here we're going to wrap up because we got the phone blowing up here. I don't want to take too much time here, but one more comment here if you've got one or anything you want to pick on Grumpy Old Man or about what you think the future here of this series Um, is.
3: I think they're probably going to try and figure out a way for Seattle to pick a bottom sixer or or they're going to try and get them to take um, both because I don't think... Trot likes Bellows. I don't think Lou likes Bellows. And I haven't seen enough footage on Bellows to know if he's going to fit in the system or fit in to the Islanders game. But I hope they're not going to let Kamarov be picked because they're going to try and convince them to not really go, go on Kamarov. And um, so I'm hoping that they pick a bottom fixer and we can put, just put Ross Johnson in. But that's that's where I'm thinking they they're going
0: to go. Well, thank you, thank you for the call, Lin. I do appreciate it as always and listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, Grump, and I'll tell you this: um, I think Bellows is probably going to be the guy they select, unless the Islanders want to try to offload some cap. I you know I know Grumpy, you want to protect Bellows. bellos doesn't fit here, and and the- he
1: doesn't fit. He's never gotten a shot. See, those that's the type of stuff that just drives me crazy. Okay, you've never given. A, you want to know why Bob's never seen him? Because Barry Trotz won't play him. That's the only reason. When he plays, he scores goals. That's why he doesn't see him because we don't want to score goals. It's, uh, like I said, you're right. Bellows is definitely guy I'm and and I'm exposing every single guy who makes money. We need to free up cap space. It's imperative moving forward. No, I mean, we're going to have to try to dump cap space, and certainly I want – uh, the Kraken, to, to pick anybody on our team who makes money. I'm exposing Lee. I'm exposing Everly. I'm exposing. They can always lose one guy. There's nobody on this team that's irreplaceable except for Barzell, Sorokin, and 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 you don't even have to protect him. So Barzell, really.
0: You don't have to worry about protecting Sorokin. That is correct. Hey, we've got another caller. Who's calling in?
2: Hey, Brian P. What's up, fellas?
0: What's up, Brian? How are you, my friend?
2: Okay, uh, we. Uh, it's hard for me to get excited after a game when we were just getting dominated and we still win, but but we did win, so I guess it's all right. <laughs> but I, I can't see us beating Boston if we continue to play like this.
1: No, Boston's
2: good. Boston, Boston's the best team
1: in the division. Um
0: You've been you now, you grumpy. You've been saying Easy. that Boston's the best team in the division. You thought they were going to win the division since before the playoffs started. You said I even though they even though they won't finish with the best record, you feel like they were going to go ahead and walk away with the division. The only thing I'm going to do to just play some devil's advocate is the Islanders have played well and matched up well, albeit at the beginning half of the season against the Boston Bruins. And we've talked about it. Hey, if the, if the Islanders can beat the Boston Bruins, then I'm telling you, the cat is out of the bag. Because teams that have not had a lot of experience playing the, the New York Islanders that season will struggle playing the style uh, playing against the New York Islander style. I'm telling you.
1: Okay. Here's the thing. Boston doesn't have yeah. Tristan Jari in
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: was that, Brian P?
2: I said, bro, hey, Boston can handle it, though. They play the, they play a similar style. They just have more talent than we do.
1: Right. For, their top two lines are light years better than our top two lines. Their fourth line is just as good. Yeah. I mean, they're they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're, be, they're better than we are. It's not a shame that these other teams are more talented. I mean, we're getting the most we can out of what we have. Well, so here's the thing. That.
0: The Pittsburgh Penguins are technically a more talented team than we are, and we're still beating them based off the style and based off an excellent goaltending. The X factor in that, uh, Sorokin, is the reason we're winning games.
1: It's not style. It's not the yeah, style. They, they not dominate not us
2: stylistically. They
0: was
3: it?
2: Go was ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. It's, it's, Come on, bro. No, no, it's okay. It's like is that's is to that, is think your is gonna win every series. That's that's rough. You you know you can't expect that. Like, the, like Pittsburgh got playing us at four of the five games. It's a, it's a better team. I mean, we it's just we haven't looked great. <laughs> it really has
0: not and now we
2: lost Wallstrom. Yeah. And we're gonna add another fourth line stiff. You know he's gonna pick jack I know it just because he's a vet. He's the oldest one.
1: <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you there. <laughs> I, I'm going to disagree. I think he's going to go with Michael Del
2: Cole. I I prefer Del Cole over over Zay Jack. Absolutely. 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 But I got I got banned from making comments because I said I I wanted to punch Pierre yeah, McGuire in the throat. So I oh. can't make any questions.
0: <laughs> did Did NBC Did NBC Sports Network put you in timeout? They said no more comments from Brian P. <laughs>
2: I, got, I made a comment on here and it, and it wouldn't let me. He said you're banned for 24 hours.
0: Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious.
2: You hit, I think Brian's been banned before, though. I no, mean, no,
0: I no, 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 no. It's not Brian P. It's our friend Jerry Springer, the mayor oh, of Cincinnati. Okay. Brian P., okay. one more comment here before we wrap things up and get to other callers, my friend. What do you got for us?
2: Oh, uh, well, I'll just give uh, a shout out to Alex Misery and uh, Grump, you're the man. TJ, you're the man good luck on the wedding this weekend buddy thank you and uh uh, we'll see what happens again if we can finish this stuff out
0: (laughs) well i'm hoping thank you brian p for the call and my friend and always a listener there um i'm hoping the islanders go ahead and win uh in game six because i really don't want to have to be juggling the wedding and game seven at the same time depending on when they're playing it i mean like game seven if it were to go game seven so the islanders need to win in the coliseum they need to win no doubt about it game six
1: and a little inside information. I think that's the best birthday present that TJ could get.
0: That also is on my birthday. That's right. Wednesday's his birthday. Yeah. So that, that works well there for me. I have you know f- something funny. Brian P said how he's been you got the 24-hour ban uh by NBC Sports Network. You know, one of the craziest thing is I have a permanent ban from commenting on any islanders. Facebook posts, because back in 2000 and ooh, I think it was 2012, 2013, I was a big proponent of the walkout on Wong. Uh, now, again, this is a long time ago now, Grumpy, so I have not been able to comment on any Islanders Facebook uh, post in a better <laughs> half of over eight years. So you want to talk about those bans, just got to be careful because you're gonna get perma banned from com- <laughs> from commenting on those items But the phone lines are open. Uh, yeah, Grump. I'm sorry. I,
1: I've never been banned from anything.
0: You don't have social media, Grump.
1: Are you trying to say that if I did, I'd be banned?
0: Uh, I, I don't honestly know how you would handle social media. I'm kind of afraid if you did have social media, to be quite frank.
1: I just speak the truth. A lot of people can't handle it, but that's all right.
0: We got future champions there chiming in with a YouTube comment saying, what a brick wall Sorokin is, a true talent.
1: Yep. We, that's, this is what we were hoping.
0: When Johnson for. says, Josh Bailey. And I love you wearing the shirt, Grump. You're
1: wearing the, hey, Josh Bailey, will you score a goal? I wish I just could have trained to, hey, Trish and Jerry.
0: <laughs> Paul D is saying Sorokin will be arrested for grand larceny in Pittsburgh. I was about to say, I mean, what I mean, is that 15 years, right? We talk about how we're losing Wall- Wallstrom there for a few games. I mean, Sirokin might as well be you know, he may be locked up for 15 years after that performance tonight.
1: They showed the three stars of the game. They had Bavilliers number three, they had Sorokin as number two, and Josh Bailey's number one. I I'm sorry. I I I Why? Just because he scored – just because Jari scored the overtime winner, you gave it to Josh Bailey? I mean, come on.
0: Here's the thing, right? It was a nice overtime goal by Josh Bailey. I'm happy he went ahead and split. It wasn't a beautiful goal, but I'm happy he scored nonetheless. You got to give Sorokin the number one star. Come on, NBC Sports Network. You got to do better than that.
1: I want to give credit to Josh Bailey, but the last two games, he has been shooting the puck. Yep. He he has been shooting. Let's give credit where credit's due. Of course, the shots suck because of Josh Bailey – yeah, we're giving credit. The shots suck because he's Josh Bailey. Last he scored a goal, hitting the guy in the chest, but he's inside the net. And this one here, it's like uh, he barely got it up. I mean, it, and Jari just, ugh oh, terrible, it, terrible. I, it, it's, I, if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I'm probably I'm committing suicide tonight, aren't
0: you? You're on suicide watch if you're a Pittsburgh fan. Is that where it is growing? I think so. I think so. Oh, goodness gracious. Season's <laughs> over for them. And that's a team, right? Where you're thinking, "Holy crap, we're not getting any younger." I mean, Crosby's not getting younger. Malkin's not getting younger. I mean, like Malkin seems more and more banged up on a consistent basis. You kind of wonder, oh, "What does that look like long term?" Um, some sc- some uh, scores around the league updates. The Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets are tied at three in the third period, a little over halfway through the third period. The Oilers are facing elimination. You know, one of the craziest thing about this, grumpy old man, they're legitimate oiler fans talking about how they do not think Connor. McDavid's the answer. We need to get rid of Conor McDavid. He's not performing here. He's not scoring goals in the playoffs.
1: It's because fans are morons for the most part. They're stupid. They react with emotion as opposed to using their brains.
0: You know what? I'll tell you what. I'd take them on this team. Yeah. Well, you want the crazy thing too? The Minnesota Wild are three to one on the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's about about four minutes into the second period, Marc-Andre Fleury's only faced seven shots. He's given up three goals. So uh looks like the Minnesota Wild, as long as they're able to hang on here to this two-goal lead midway through the second, uh, they're going to go ahead and make the series uh, two or three. They're going to be behind Vegas Gold Knights three to two.
1: It doesn't matter. Vegas is winning that series. It doesn't matter. Winnipeg's beating Edmonton. Toronto's going to beat Montreal. I mean... Tampa Bay is going to win. These series are all
0: over as far as I'm
1: concerned.
3: Okay.
0: Grumpy old man. Uh, Ross N saying, grumpy old man, sing Bailey's praises. I did. I just did. Hey, Josh,
1: Bailey. Bailey, who I want to know. Is Tristan Jerry going to let me score another goal?
0: Uh, Carlos C. He's a huge Uncle Leo fan, but says Uncle Leo was great. I think Uncle Leo had an excellent game tonight. Uncle Leo had a really good game tonight. As much slack as we give him, as much as we don't think he's a first-line left winger, he had a great game tonight.
1: He had the primary assist on the uh, t- game-tying goal in the third period. I thought he was a physical presence out there. I thought he played better than he has. Offensively, he's still a 0-0. And the first line is a zero, honestly. Um, but he was doing a nice job back checking. And it was a nice assist to Everly without a doubt.
0: Alexander says, guys, looks like I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. My wife couldn't handle the screaming anymore. Grump, are you in the same boat?
1: Let me tell you something. The warden came downstairs and wanted to know what the heck was going on, what that noise, what all that screaming was. And I told her that. F and Josh, Josh Bailey scored a goal. I said their goaltender, their goaltender sucked, and gave us a goal. Can you believe it? We won.
0: <laughs> Brian B says, "Great win! Wow." Yep.
1: Hey, you know what? When think about it, this whole series, we've scored a bunch of ugly, ugly goals. Goals that even.
0: But hey, you put the puck on net crazier things happen in the playoffs throw the puck towards the net you are going to see that you will score goals if you throw the puck towards the net
1: and hot goaltenders win games for you
0: When your goalie's seeing the puck like a beach ball out there, it's really hard to lose. I mean, you look back at it. I remember even back in the day when Yersov Halak used to play for the Montreal Canadiens when it had Carey Price, who was playing well. Halak came on the scene, had an excellent postseason. He was seeing the ball like a beach ball. He was seeing a puck like a beach ball out there, had an excellent postseason. Now we're talking about years ago. We have another caller. Who do we have calling in?
4: Hey, guys. It's Phil. How's it going? What's up,
0: Phil? How's it going, my friend?
4: It is going okay. It is going okay. I mean, I hate to be a downer, but I, I completely agree with Grumpy. This was an absolutely brutal game. Um, I think of the five playoff games. I would say of the Islanders' last fifteen to twenty games that they played, this is probably the worst performance that they put on. Um, just couldn't get anything going. Couldn't get out of their zone. Turning the puck over all over the place. But listen, we discussed about a month ago as to which team the Islanders match up best against them. The three of us, I think all agreed that it's going to be Pittsburgh simply because of the Jari element. Yep, He's just not a good goaltender. And he, and he's the only thing that's been keeping us in these games and a blind pass like that to Josh Bailey of all players uh, is what's going to ultimately, I think, give the Islanders the series, hopefully on Wednesday night, um, looking ahead to Boston. I just don't see any way. um, you know, as Grumpy points out, their top six is so talented. Chuka Laskinette, Um We have no way to get Barzal going, it seems. And with Wallstrom being out, um, I just don't see, you know, who's going to be able to step up in that spot to create supplementary offense against a team that could be as high-scoring as Boston. Um, I wanted to comment on the expansion draft. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts first on where we think – they're going to be going with the goaltending decision because I think at this point, based on how Sorokin has played in these three games, to me, I think the decision's already made that Sorokin's the guy next year, in which case Barlamov completely expendable. But Grumpy, I want to hear your thoughts on this. What do you do with Barlamov? Do you just on out there as bait or do you think we could actually get some trade value for him?
1: Well, see, that's, uh, see, that's what happens when you, when you go into the expansion depth, there's a lot of. Remember, every team can only protect one goalie, so that means you're going to see some good backup goalies be exposed. If we wanted to, hey, maybe we could give them a little enticement to take Varlamov, or they might just want him because he has performed very, very well this year. Uh, you know, but for me, I'm absolutely exposing him if I'm not able to move him somewhere else. Because we don't need him, we don't need a backup making five million per. But I did want to speak to something else that Phil was talking about. Uh, what
0: you think? Real quick, I think Phil is talking that Varlamov has actual trade value. So instead of exposing him, would you try to trade him to a suitor to try to get draft capital to try to get some type of capital? I think is what he was trying. That the, the, the uh, suggestion he was trying to broach. But he does have a no trade clause.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has. A six, it goes down to sixteen teams. It will go down to sixteen teams over the summer. From I think right now it's a full no trade, and it goes because it, it's the third year after July one. It goes down to sixteen teams, so they will have an opportunity to move him. And only two years left on the deal, which is not at a bad number for a guy who's coming off of a Vesna type season at nine thirty. Yeah, I think you could recoup some assets for him. Uh, the question just is: Is he the type of player that you would want to dangle to Seattle just to? Again, I, I'm of the opinion here that, listen, they're not going to leave Lee Unprotected. He's the captain. Even if they left Lee Unprotected, no one's taking a guy with five years left at that age coming off of a major ACL injury. So, that's
2: why you expose to him. to
4: do it because it's the captain. I'm sorry?
1: That's, that's why you expose him, because no one's going to take him. Again. I, I think for me, it's all about protecting the younger players. They, they can only get one guy anyway. So it doesn't matter. I want them to take money. And that's the thing with Varlamov, you have to think, well, if we can trade him, who has $5 million worth of cap space who needs a goalie? Maybe Detroit. Um, but, you know, Detroit, is, what are you willing
0: Detroit still has Bernier, remember? He,
1: okay, but he's better than Bernier. I mean, but would you. Uh, Bernier's, a, Bernier's a free agent. Bernier's a free
0: agent. Okay, so. I think I'm back. Oh, I'm sorry. They still have Grice. I'm sorry. They still have Grice to one more year.
4: They, ha- they have Grice. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the route I would go if I were the Islanders at this point and. Again, I tweeted out before game four, the thing that could swing this series before Valama, uh, before Sorokin to go over game four is Dan Milstein is a fantastic agent. And all it takes is Dan Milstein showing Sorokin before game four, this is Bennington's contract, this is Demko's contract. Here are some comparables that you could be looking at should you be able to win this series and take this team far, and that's what's happening right now. And win or lose, this series, win or lose against Boston, it's pretty evident that the 25-year-old is the guy who we're going to be going with next year as a primary goalie. Um, I think the route you go is you try to jettison Varlamov, hopefully to recoup some assets there that maybe you could use to dump a Leo, to dump a clutter buck if he doesn't retire or something like that, and then go out and maybe get a Bernier for two or three million to back up Sorokin.
1: Right, and that's 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 what I say. Just get a, a backup goalie. They're dime a dozen, and you don't you don't want to be paying two goalies. I mean, here's the thing: TJ and I were talking about this last night. He was saying maybe Sorokin four million dollars. Well, I'll tell you what, his value is going up every single game.
0: I said the way he's playing, if he's going to be playing like this, he's going to be getting at least what Varlamov is making, if not more.
1: Okay, though you can't have your goaltenders. Two goaltenders making ten million dollars when you're f- up against a cap. And that's the whole thing, right? Who has the cap space to trade for a goalie who makes five million dollars per Troy. I mean, that's that's
0: that's the big question. 50 million in cap space Detroit has. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, Detroit goalie. yeah, I mean I, I'm willing I'm, I'm willing to, willing to, move, to him. move I'm willing to move it. We don't need him. We don't need him. We have we have our starter is number thirty.
0: Well, let's just leave one more comment there, agree. Phil. I, I know you. I know we cut you off there a little early. I know you had one more point you wanted to bring up too.
4: Yeah, I mean the only other thing, and and TJ and I, uh, this was just fun last night because again, you, you, we we discussed the only time you could ever grade uh, grade a trade deadline deal is when you have some sort of finality to it. So obviously, Kyle Palm, Palmieri, Palmieri work in progress. The regular season wasn't that good. He won us a playoff game. Since then, hasn't put up any stats, really. So, again, jury is out there. Right now, not a great trade. But considering Manta put up five assists in his last 15 games with zero goals. I know this is a trade that you gave an A grade to about a week or two in Grumpy. I just wanted an updated grade on the Manta trade. I'm going to hold you to it. I want to get your thoughts on that. And I'll I'll hop off and listen now. Take care, guys. Thanks, Thank you. Uh,
1: I still give that trade in an a, and why? Because Mantha is going to be with them for another three years at like, what is it? 5.6 or 5.7,
0: 5.
1: $5.7 $5. million a year. You have cost certainty uh, for a younger player who plays the style at Washington plays. And we saw that ph- uh, that physicality against Boston. Um, I, I think that's a great deal. And that's that's why I
0: liked it. That's why I like yeah, it. I'll tell you this. Now, I don't think he played his physical again because I listened to a few uh Washington podcasts, and again, it's unfortunate that they played near the same time we did. There's only so much hockey I can watch attentively at one time. Uh, now I will tell you this. Uh they wanted to see him use his physicality a little more because again, Anthony Mantha's six foot five. Two hundred, about two hundred and thirty-five, two hundred and forty pounds. Uh, they want to see him be a little bit more physical. Again, also one thing to remember: this is Anthony Mantha's first ever playoffs. I, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, uh, but he had a less than stellar playoffs, and again, he missed out on a few opportunities that if he was crashing that he would have cashed in on. Um, he's a right wing. You know, Verona was a left wing, but I, I'll tell you this much: I don't think it's an A trade. I still think it's a. It's probably about a C plus or a B minus. Because, right, you do get a guy there with term. Verona is going to want a big contract. I feel like he's got one more year as a restricted free agent, um, and he's going to want there. I assume after the numbers he put up there in Detroit, he's going to want a big contract. He was never going to uh, dethrone Ovechkin as a number one left winger. Uh, or even the number two, and again, you've got a guy like Connor McMichael who could step up in the ranks and play left wing there next year for him. So it softens the blow. Uh, you know they're able to get a little bit under the cap. They also get rid of uh, Panic in that trade, but they gave up a lot of capital. I'm just not a big fan of how much draft capital they had to get to get you know Mantha and to get rid of Verona and get rid of Panic.
1: Yeah, I still like the trade going forward. That's why you, if you're going to give up assets, you want somebody who's going to be with you long term. You don't want a rental. I, I'm I've never uh at all unless you're really really close um i have never uh wavered on that point of view and i won't
0: absolutely dirk our friend from germany says woot good morning we got two wins today our islanders and my germans versus canada oh canada wow wow that must be in the world
1: uh in the world championships
0: yeah well go ahead and fill me in dirk i you know how good is cedar the defenseman there for the the Detroit Red Wings. I know he won the SHL Best Defenseman. Uh, first 20-year-old ever to do it to win the best defenseman. I know they had originally like the slamming trophy, which is a little different from my understanding, but first defenseman to win, a 20-year-old to win, the best defenseman in the SHL, the Swedish Hockey League. Uh, Sider there for, uh, and I'm probably butchering his name, for the Detroit Red Wings, our friend there from Germany, Dirk. Uh, We also had a comment here from Jerry Springer saying, Jerry uh, Jari's first star of the game with excellent turnover there to Josh Bailey.
1: It was quite the primary assist. Josh Bailey should have been proud. <laughs> it just, I mean, come on. Uh, he gave, he gave him a game. You would almost think he had money on
0: the Islanders. And just, and just a reminder, guys, we're having the call in session here today because I uh, get married on Friday. I will not, we will not be having our normal Wednesday podcast where we usually would have a game. We usually have a podcast post Wednesday game. Uh, hopefully the Islanders will have clinched there the uh, advance to the second round of the playoffs. But we will be back at the podcast in live stream next Wednesday. Uh, so we'll be talking, I'm sure, about the Boston Bruins in a matchup we're going to be having upcoming against them. Um, and Alexander also saying, man, we stole this game. Brett, let's go. Islanders saying, great shirt, Grumpy. What a game.
1: You know, Brett is shameless that he's pumping his own shirt. I'm just going to say that.
0: Oh, I like, I like Brett's shirts. No,
1: I, I I do, too. I love the shirt, and I appreciate it. But he doesn't need to pump his own shirts. That's what I'm here. I'm here to pump his shirt for.
0: Nets, thre- net threads with a Z. Net threads uh, with a Z. Yes. Right. Dirk also saying, Sorokin is a monster. The Wicked 50 Cal with a YouTube comment says, that was one of the best goalie performances I've ever seen from an Islander goalie in my 22 years of living.
1: Yeah, it, he was. he's sensational. The, go- the the net is secure with him there for the next number of years.
0: And he said, Grumpy, quite appropriate for you to wear that shirt.
1: Yeah, and TJ said, you got to put the shirt on because I was wearing a different shirt today.
0: Uh, Grumpy was like, oh, I just washed the shirt. I just did this. I said, pull that damn thing out of the dryer. You have to wear your Hey Josh Bailey. Will you score a gold shirt? Come on, Grumpy scored. The overtime winner, you had to wear it.
1: Here I am. I, I hope to wear it uh sometime at the end of june that's what i'd like to wear
0: you hope to be wearing it every single live stream coming up i mean if josh bailey's continue to produce points like that hey ho i'll tell you one thing bailey's producing good points here in the playoffs and he did last year too ladies and gentlemen that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna leave it. Yeah, with
1: you. whatever that you can't sell me that line of bullshit uh, the thing, josh bailey's is- having
0: an outstanding performance i'm saying he's putting up points and he did so last year too
1: i yeah. want to wear this shirt on the podcast, on the last game of the NHL season. That's what I want.
0: (laughs) That would be an excellent time. Uh, Brian John there saying, the great white whale. Yeah, he was fantastic. Frank K saying, Sorokin, Sorokin, Sorokin. Varlamov announced starter for game six.
1: Nice picture of Frank. Sporting the Islanders jersey, what is that? Is that is that a Letty jersey? What did yeah, I see
0: a two on? maybe it's a two six. Maybe that's a Wallstrom. I think that might be a Wallstrom jersey. All right, looks good. Looking good, Frank. Looking sharp. And Sorokin a legend in the making? No doubt.
1: I'm going to pump the brakes on that a little bit, but he's really good, really, really good. And yeah. this is this is this is what I was hoping for. Right at the beginning of the year, what did I say? I wanted where he got to play enough games. I didn't think he played enough early. But I wanted to make sure that he was playing so at the end of the year, he's your number one goalie. That's what I wanted. And it has panned out. Only Barry Trotz can screw it up from here on that.
0: No, it's not going to happen, Grumpy Old Man. Uh, Paul D. said the number one goalie in New York. Better than sure. well,
1: He's the best Russian goalie in New York. In the tri-state area.
0: Funny you say that, right? Because uh, that also applies to Varlamov, too. Alexander yeah. says. Guys, did you see how calm he was in net? Usually, rookies are scrambling, but not Sorokin. I will tell you one thing: even though Sorokin is a rookie, 25 years old, had a lot of playoff experience there in the KHL. Um, he's he's not uh, your average everyday rookie. That's for certain.
1: He's so technically sound. He doesn't get rattled. I mean, they had a sh- when they he, there was a shot where they were looking in uh, looking into his eyes before a face-off, and they were just bulging out and remind me of something Joe Garagiola said. Uh, in the 1986 World Series, when Gary Carter was up batting and they were playing the Boston Red Sox, it was in Boston. I think it was the first game in Boston. And he says, Look at his eyes. It's like somebody took, st- put a, st- a couple of quarters up his nose, you know, just like, Urgh! you know, and that's what he looked like, man. He was so attentive. Just look at the difference between the two goalies, how calm he is. And then you got the circus clown down the other end. <laughs> it's like, man, he's all over the place. He fielded a puck behind the net today. He comes to skate out. He falls down in the middle of the. I'm like, man, Jesus, it's embarrassing. I feel bad. I feel I had him on my fantasy team two years ago because I never got to watch him play.
0: <laughs> Frank K said Zajac or Michael Del Cole is going to be in for Wallstrom on Wednesday.
1: It's got to be Del Cole. The, this he'll he'll pick the safer guy. He knows what Del Cole. He'll skate. He'll skate up and down. He'll hit. He'll he'll pick Del Cole. And I don't disagree with that.
0: Greg Frost said the fact that he is number one is not news. I knew it before he even got here.
1: Yeah, we knew that. This was the plan all along. Good job by Lou. I mean, that's that's why he signed Varlamov. Uh, right?
0: Excellent job. Uh,
1: and that was the plan all along, was to get him signed. And it worked. And a good, great move by Lou. Not good, great.
0: Absolutely, Brian P said Pittsburgh is better than us. They just have an AHL goalie, and we have a stud.
1: True, very true.
0: Z saying Islanders, Islanders, Islanders. Better and- than
1: yes, yes, yes. Islanders, Islanders, Islanders is better than yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> and we got a Twitter comment here. Uh, I I'm gonna mispronounce the same. It looks like a bunch of gobbledygook, but he said they Mizzie make. Adam. Was that Mizianum? Mizianum says they make it fun, don't they?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I had so much confidence in Sorokin today. I I, I wasn't even concerned. I really wasn't. Boston's going to be a different story because they have goaltending, but this guy uh...
0: – I don't like Boston either. Again, like we talked about it, the series wasn't really that chippy. There's one player I do not like who I think is chippy as shit in its mouth. I think he's chippy, and he – again, like you he know, – You love to have them on your team. You hate to play against them. There's a lot of guys on Boston I absolutely detest. So uh, you talk about the anger and the blood boiling is even more in the next series against the Bruins again, albeit if the Islanders advance, which I think is a—that's a foregone conclusion. you You could take that to DraftKings. You could take that to Vegas. The Islanders will advance to the next round of the playoffs.
1: I feel that. I feel that as well.
0: Mark S said the game uh game five raised my blood pressure. Sorokin helped lowered it. Uh Bailey's for the win, Bailey for the win, but none of this happens without Pellick. A great shutdown defense by him. That's right. We haven't even mentioned it. And I think the reason we haven't mentioned it is because Pierre McGuire and NBC Sports Network talked all night about how unbelievable Pellick is. We all knew about it. But again, like I feel like when they get a lot of press like that, there's no need for us to echo what everybody else is already saying.
1: I, you know, I know a lot of people don't like Pierre McGuire. I do. Um, I have no problem with him. he Sometimes he states the obvious, um, but there are little things that he mentioned. He mentioned it, uh, and I saw the play myself, and I'm like, ooh. It was Andy Green was going behind the net, and you saw the guy come in and Andy Green knowing – that he's not going to continue to skate away, he kind of just cut back, and he took the angle to wall him off coming back the other way. That's a solid veteran play, and I'm glad he mentioned that. And then also they mentioned the same thing, and because I had these things written down as they happen. and then he mentioned the same thing about Malkin. I think I was actually, maybe it was intermission when they brought it up, how they skated out and all the Islanders chased Malkin. I was like, what the heck are you doing? And I'm glad they brought it up. But I mean, just little things like that. So I, I,
0: was think, to yeah. say, I loved I loved the point he brought up with Andy Green. I thought that was so astute and that was so attentive because, right, Andy Green knows he's going to have to work his way back to the middle of the ice, back towards the net. So he takes the angle and he cuts him off. So no matter what happens, you know, he's either going to have to take the long way around to where they've got reinforcements or he's going to have to run right through Andy Green. That was a great job and a veteran play there by Andy Green. Again, we've talked about it. Andy Green has had a really good playoffs as well.
1: And he also brought up, you know, he got on the TJ and Grumpy Old Man bag when early about, uh, you know, going high glove on Tristan Jari. And he, every it. single every single uh, telecast, he talks about it. And then today he said the same thing. Where's, his, where's that glove hand? It's down by his ankles. I'm like, yeah, I don't get it.
0: We've been talking about that since after game one. And, again, yeah. everybody I think noticed it. Um, John Woody said, all hail the white whale.
1: Yeah, it's it's a nice little rhyme. I like that. I don't like that nickname, though, because he's no longer the white whale. We have him.
0: <laughs> Always Yangri said they had to make it stressful, though.
1: I wasn't even – I I don't know. I wasn't even stressed. I i When you have a, a civic goal the other way and your guy is just staying on his head, I'm not – when it went to overtime, I knew there was no way we were losing. No
3: way.
1: <laughs> Sorokin just too darn
0: good. Daniel D. said, yeah, Pelic really killed it.
1: He's been outstanding the whole series. Yeah. Huh, he's up for contract, right?
0: I was about to say, the way he's played, I can promise you, his contract is just going, it's just increasing, just on a slow increase, right? Every single game he's shutting down, you know, Hall of Fame caliber players like Crosby, like Malkin out there, being a shutdown defender, he is continuing to increase what he will get paid for certain. It-
1: There was an interesting spot in the game where uh, the referee let the Islanders get the last defensive change in Pittsburgh, and Solomon was losing his mind. I don't blame him, honestly. You can't send Pellick out there because Crosby and Malcolm are out there. It was a late change. And he's – that's the home team isn't even getting that benefit. I mean, that's just not good officiating.
0: I would forget, oh my gosh, Grump, there was something I pulled up that I wanted to show you, I forgot about it. I'm glad I looked through my other tabs. Just take a look-see at this, Grumpy. May 24th, 1980, Nystrom scores in Game 6 against the Flyers. Tonelli to Nystrom, he scores. May 24th, 2021, Josh Bailey scores the overtime winner against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Grumpy?
1: I remember where I was on both of those goals. That was that first one was a Saturday afternoon game. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, greatest, greatest moment ever as an Islander fan was that win. Was that game and that win.
0: The first cup.
1: Nothing else even close. Nothing else even close. Even the other cups. Nope. That first one and Bobby Nice from scoring that. I'm getting goosebumps now, just thinking about it. I do every time I think about it.
4: It was great.
0: You're not the only one, Grumpy Old Man. That is for certain. Uh-huh. Um Brian J joking around, since Leo's going to get himself a three-year deal. Now, I don't. Yeah, think
1: I-, I mean, I hear they have concessionaires. They need concessionaires in the new stadium, so um, they figure they'll sign them up for three years. Uh,
0: future champions also says Varley was a beast last year in the playoffs. We can't forget that. But I never felt like they were being like uh, they were being saved like tonight. Goes to show.
1: Yeah, here is the thing. Sorokin is just more talented. He's so athletic in net. That's what people don't realize. It's not just about the technical things that he does, which have been helped by Mitch Korn and Pierre Greco. Uh, It's the fact that that athleticism teamed with that. As I've mentioned on this podcast numerous times before, they can take an average goalie and make him very good, which they did with Varlamov, which they did with Robin Leonard, which they did with Thomas Grice. But you take a guy with the raw tools and the talent that Sorokin has, they can turn him into an absolute star. I mean, you think about his regular season numbers, right? Where oh, he struggled this, he struggled that. His numbers were fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he had a couple of games the whole season where, I mean, the first game. And- against uh, oh, the Rangers. Wasn't it the first game of the year against the Rangers?
0: When he played? No, I, I can't remember who the first game of the year. I don't think it was against the Rangers. I can't remember who it was. But I remember he got thrown in there after roll off, took a shot up high there from Kyle Clutterbuck. I can't remember who it was or what game it was against. Yeah, I think it was the ball. Uh, maybe it was the, I don't remember, Grump. It was so I it, was, it, it doesn't matter. But the whole thing was – Capital you know, for the Penguins, I can't remember. He had a couple of games where he gave up a lot
1: of goals. But other than that, he was really good. I mean – And you wanted to see him get better as the season went on, and he did. And just the improvement in certain things he does, the rebound control, uh, his positioning, I mean, sky's the limit for that kid, really is. I just wish he was 22 as opposed to 25.
0: Just stop, Grump, you're ridiculous. Adrian B. says, hey, guys, what's up? How are you doing? What do you got to say to Adrian, Grump? Yo,
1: Adrian, we did
0: it! (laughs) <laughs> Yo, Adrian, we did it, Ashley. Ash Moss with a YouTube comment says, where do you guys think this game by Sorokin ranks in Islanders' playoff performance history? Crum. Um,
1: Maybe top ten. I mean, he was great today, but we've had some great goaltending. Billy Smith against Edmonton the year we won the cup, he stood on his head. And he was more fun to watch, honestly.
0: I'll be honest. I love watching Sorokin. This is the first time we've had a goalie like him in quite some time, like with those cat like acrobatic saves. The first time we've had, seriously, the first time we've had a goalie like that in years.
1: Do you remember what I said a month ago when I said there's three people, there's three players on the team that I'm willing, maybe four that I'm willing to pay money to watch Matt Barzell, Oliver Wallstrom, No Adoption, and this kid. <laughs> That's what I said. They're, I'm willing to pay money to watch them. Everybody else, you just throw them in the hopper. We don't need them.
0: But well, these kids are special. They're special. Well, they definitely, they definitely have been special. Sal P said, "Wow, Sorokin stole the show. Can't believe the king of the secondary. berries, another winner. Unbelievable. We played rope a dope. We sat back, took all their best punches till they tired out and stole it." Do you know what
1: Ropa Dope started, TJ? You have any idea? He
0: started in boxing, grumpy old man. With uh, was it was it Muhammad Ali? Do you know who he fought? Frazier?
1: No, I it can't. George, it was George Foreman.
0: Foreman, gotcha. I'll
1: give you a little history lesson. Uh, you know, Frazier and Ali had uh, a trilogy of fights, but uh, I believe at that time it was only the second. Uh, it would think Frazier had beaten Ali. Then Frazier wound up fighting um, Foreman. I'm not. I don't think they. Fought, I don't think Ali and Frazier fought in between. But and George Foreman just knocked him out. Knocked him down six times in two rounds. And George Foreman was just he was destroying everybody. And he, then he fought Ali. Every before Ali's finished over the hill. And Ali just took all his punches. That's one thing that a lot of people don't realize about Muhammad Ali. He could really take a punch. Yeah. Um, and he was a huge guy. I met him once. You don't think when you look at the films, you're like, man, look at how fast he moves. He looks slip six, two, he was, six foot two, six foot three. He was six foot four. Wow And he was huge. I mean big, big big guy. I was like, holy crap, I couldn't believe he was that big. When you see a guy that big and you see how fast he was, it's like, holy crap. Um, but long story short, he let George Foreman punch himself out. They fought in Zaire, Af- Africa, and the temperature was in the hundreds. And, uh, in the eighth round, he wound up knocking him out.
0: Mm-hmm. Alexander says, I think Pierre McGuire has a love affair with Leo Comroff.
1: He got whatever he's lo- He loves Lou and he loves Barry by well,
0: the way. Here, here's my question. Do you think he's going to be fighting over that love affair with Brad Marshall in the second round? I know he likes the taste of Leo Comroff, So, uh, not you're going to have a lovely squirrel.
1: He's not a Marshot fan though. I don't think that, uh, that I'm Maguire saying Brad right, Marchand
0: loves Leo Komarov, hence he's licked him boy, oh, and so yeah. does Pierre Maguire. I said they're going to have a lovers' quarrel. Grump,
1: come on! I, I honestly, come honestly, school. I hope that Leo doesn't lose his cool like he did earlier in the year when they went at it when they played Boston. He took a couple of bad penalties going after Marchand. He's going to have to keep his head. Boston is playing really, really well right now. Mm-hmm. They subdued a team relatively easily. Uh, after this, the Samsonov blunder
0: uh, that manhandled us all year long. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Power, speed, and momentum, grumpy old man, as Dr. Disrespector say. Uh, Sally Balls there says, Tristan Sorry was outclassed. I like to nickname Tristan Sorry. I like Sally Balls. <laughs> I like that too, but uh, <laughs> uh, Dirk also says there, Letty is a risk in the defensive zone.
1: Yeah, he's not been great. This he's been invisible this whole series, and not in a good way. He they need to move on. He's another guy who I'm going to expose in my expansion draft.
0: Rusty Spooner, there. A YouTube comment yeah. says Sorokin. We should honestly say had a wall like a wall performance. Let's go Islanders.
1: Um, Roy's had some really. He's had some better games than that, but I mean Raw's an old timer, Hall of Famer, a doubt. I never liked him. I never liked him because Great. he played for teams. He played, first of all, for Montreal, and I was never rooting for them. And then he goes to Colorado right on right when they're on the cusp. He uh, shoots his way out of Montreal, and they go right over the top, and he wins a cup with them.
0: Sal Piaz said, Grumpy Old Man is the man of a thousand shirts. Not
1: quite a thousand.
0: Not quite a shout-out thousand. Islanders fan for life says, hey, what's up? How you doing, Islanders fan there for life? Um, the Wicked50Cal also chiming in with another YouTube comment says, completely agree. Uh, Brobovsky was the high-priced mercenary with a great resume. Uh, Drager uh, was – is it Drager? I, I, Drager, right? Uh,
1: uh, Drager. Drager. Draeger, I Drigger. think. Drager.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, was the backup that played very well in the regular season, but Coach Quinville went with the third goalie in the must-win game. Think about yeah. that. I mean, Knight, Spencer Knight played less than 10 games, and they're like, here you go. We're rolling you out here, Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight is unbelievable.
1: Yeah, but think about it. Why did he do that? Because the other guys weren't getting the job done. They were getting lit up. That's what That's what Pittsburgh needs to do. It's like, you know what? We're going to roll the dice with somebody else. You're not getting the job done. And you know what that does? That wakes the whole team up. They really, I mean, the, I'm not even going to blame the Pittsburgh players because they played about as good a game as you could play today. And your goalie just couldn't make a necessary save, and if he's not shooting himself in the foot by passing it to guys in the slot. I mean, just you know, he's just he's just not the answer for them.
0: I don't disagree there. Um, Robin Stewart said, "Did not Varlamov set a shutout record?" Question mark. That's a good point. But in a secret- yeah, for minutes, for consecutive minutes.
1: I don't care. He's not as good. I don't care. A lot of stuff is circumstance. What were the teams that he was playing? Right, the Rangers, the Devils. Okay, what happens when you're playing a good team in a must-win circumstance? This kid gets the job done. Varlamov didn't. Those are just facts.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, uh, Tom White also say McGuire is a tool, worst guy to ever have on a broadcaster.
1: See, I think he's entertaining. I don't. I don't dislike him. Like a lot of people don't like Dick Vitale. Which I don't understand either. Uh, he's entertaining and he gets people excited to
0: watch the game. Here's the thing about Dick Vitale, man oh man, you can just tell he's towards the end. That's all I'm going to say about Dick Vitale. He's in his eighties. Oh, I know, I know, no, I'm just saying he's he, he's towards the end. There struggles a little bit there, pronouncing things. It's the same thing with Lou Holtz. I love Lou Holtz, but uh, you, know Did you ever mean?
1: listen to yourself pronounce things?
0: Oh, Grump, don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. Anyway, moving right along there, John Witty said, "Dump the grump. He's always the the Debbie Downer. I don't think Grumpy has been Debbie Downer at all today." Okay, if you can't admit that we were dominated
1: today and lucky to win, I can't help you. Honestly, yeah, Grumpy. I mean, that's that's what happened today.
0: Mm-hmm. John P. There said, "There is no way we should have won tonight. However, we have Sorokin. His new nickname is Ilya." The difference, Sorokin. Should I copyright it?
1: Actually, the difference, I like that. I like the difference. That's, you know, we were talking some other names. You know, uh, D-Cut came up with a couple of nicknames. But uh, the difference, it's kind of maybe like the situation, like on. uh,
0: On Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, you know, like the
1: difference. Maybe, I don't know. Jersey Shore? Yeah. I'm just saying like the situation, the difference. I don't know if I copper at it yet because maybe something else will come you up.
0: You want to talk about, you know, uh, young items, Grumpy. Now, did you happen to see a Wendy's commercial that said secure the bag in the first, I think, in the first period? They had a Wendy's commercial about securing the bag.
1: What the hell does that even mean?
0: When I saw that commercial, I just thought, I'm like, what does Grumpy think securing the bag actually means? It means get I the goods. Know. I think it means get the goods. Get the goods. This is where we need Paige. If Paige wasn't busy, we'd have Paige Stump the Grump segment, secure the bag, Grump. I'm not sure you'd know what secure the bag means. I have no I, idea. I, it's I, a Wendy's
1: what? commercial. So what? Make sure you got your food in the bag?
0: Yeah, it was like, hey, make sure you got the food, you know, secure the goods. Like, you know, Wendy's has great goods. I I, I saw the commercial, you know, uh, secure the bag, and I was like, what does Grumpy think secure the bag means? It's
1: stupid. It's moronic. Any time that I have to think about what your product is or what you're trying to do, you've lost me.
0: Uh, Rusty Spooner said uh, "Shitzberg had 20 shots in the second period alone. Freaking crazy. 50 shots on net and 85 shot attempts today.
1: Yeah, and I think we had maybe 30. I mean, it, it wasn't even close. It I, I mean, hey, Sorokin, all hail Sorokin.
0: <laughs> the reason
1: we won today.
0: Jerry Springer said there was a point in the second period where Pittsburgh had 20 shots on goal and we had one. Laughing my ass off.
1: Yeah, I mean, today was you know, again, if it wasn't for Jari, we lose this game.
0: Yep. Oh well, I, you know, if not for Sorokin, give Sorokin. Yeah, if not for Yeah, Sorokin. but Jari
1: led in two goals that he Jari led in two goals that he shouldn't have.
0: Future Champions with another YouTube comment says, uh, you think the Penguins will write another strongly worded, heavy breathing letter again?
1: They need a goalie. I mean, I just – I mean, you let go of Matt Murray, and I realize he's making a little bit of money, but still you bring in – you don't bring in any competition for Jari, who looked okay last year in small doses as the backup. But you know what? The lights are a little bit brighter. They say – the most popular guy in town is the backup quarterback or the backup goalie, and this is certainly the instance with this guy. I, I I'm, I mean, he's terrible. Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, and then uh, we got another comment there from Jeff Einbloom saying, Ilya Sorokin, Robin Stewart said, I was hoping Uncle Leo would score. Yeah, he missed the net a couple
1: times. What do you expect? He did make a nice pass, though. Let's give him credit,
2: right?
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Heads yeah. up, heads up play. And I thought, I thought he did his job, uh, back checking today. Um, you know, he's just not a first line player. He's fine on the fourth line, but he's just not a first line guy.
0: Ariel C there said, everyone on this team played piss poor except for Sorokin. He saved that. Uh, and the hockey gods were with us today.
1: The hockey gods, absolutely. They've been with us this whole series, honestly. Um, but I think that, I thought that, uh, um, I thought that uh, Pellet played extremely well. I thought Bavillier played well. Um, but, I mean, the first line was a nightmare again. Barzell showed showed glimpses. And when we had the power play, I loved the puck movement when we had the power play of uh, Barzell, Dobson, Pajot, Eberle, and Bavillier. I thought our puck movement was really good. We didn't score, but at least we had time in the offensive zone, which is pretty much the only time all game.
0: Rusty Spoon said, we had the most hits, though, tonight, 47 hits. Well. I like being physical. I like hits, especially in a long series. That being said, what does Coach Joe Quinville say? If you're having to lay 70 hits a game, that means you don't have the puck.
1: Now, one instance I saw – um dobson got knocked on his keister by yes don't know who it was and martin came in and cross check his guy three times and i'm like man ease off the referee's looking at him i'm like man be smart and finally he stopped after three cross checks he very easily could he could have easily gotten a penalty there and that's the last thing you wanted is give them a power play
0: yeah yeah you think about it uh Holt takes his one power play goal, and that game has completely changed the momentum of that game. Jeff Feinblum also says there, Bavillier was awesome tonight too.
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, Gensel just mind-boggling uh, marking his man coming back in the last minute of the first period, and Jari once again nowhere near covering the short side goal. Beautiful shot, though. And he's always hustling, right? I mean, think about it. On the game-winning goal, Jari shit the bed, of course. But what caused him to do that? The aggressive play of Bavillier skating from his blue line all the way down and putting the pressure on Jari, and he just, I know why he passed it to Bailey. There's no way he's going to shoot from there in the slot. He's probably looking to pass out. Maybe that's a thought process.
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, Robin Stewart also said nice second effort by Bailey because the puck was bouncing. He had his his stick checked uh, on the first shot attempt as well. Again, you're not going to see me complain about that. It wasn't a great shot attempt. He stuck with it. I mean, I think it was more Jari's mistake than Bailey's excellence on that shot. Again, if, if Bailey buries that top shelf, I'm like, holy crap, what a shot by Bailey. Uh, that being said, um, you know, it was, it was definitely lucky that, you know, Jari misplayed it from start to finish. John Woody also said, good teams find ways to win like we did. Let's go, Andrew. He's 100% right here. Good teams do find ways to win even when they're outplayed. That's, we- that's what championship caliber teams do.
1: The thing that we bring to the table is we are mentally strong as a unit. I don't – and I think Pittsburgh actually as a team was mentally strong today too. I thought they played really, really well and the goalie again. I mean think about how they've come out and played hard even with that guy in goal. It says something about them, but I don't know how they can go back. I I'm surprised they don't st- try to slash his wrists with their skates or something uh at the end of this game because I mean he's he saw Malcolm when he gave up that goal he's like it's got to wear on a team but we are we are mentally tough without a doubt
0: yeah absolutely Keith M there says you can't always shoot the puck every time you're in the zone lanes are consistent or constantly blocked you have to move the puck quicker to open lanes up
1: well we couldn't even get into the zone today we weren't even in the. I, I'd love to see what the offensive zone time was for us today because it didn't look like much at all.
0: I, I again, I don't, I don't even want to look at what the Corsi numbers said there for possession there in the offensive zone. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to be good. They're going to be hard to look at. Um, yeah. But Robin Stewart also saying agree. We need quicker puck movement there in the offensive zone.
1: Yeah. Well, that comes when you have more skilled players. You can't. You know. You can't get blood from a turnip. They are
0: what they are. Brian P. said, of course, one of our young offensive guys got hurt instead of one of our 20 grinders laughing out loud.
1: Yeah, because they're never in position to make plays like that.
0: Our friend Dirk said, maybe we try Holmstrom for Wallstrom and you'll get surprised by his play. He's been a big supporter there, Simon Holmstrom, from the start since day one, Grump. I know you've been Andy Holmstrom, but you know Dirk has been one of Holmstrom's biggest supporters since day one, Grump. He said he's going to surprise you. He absolutely has. He
1: loved him better than Philip Tomasino, Caleb, or McMichael. Those are my three boys right there that went bing bang boom right after that pick.
0: John O'Neill wants to hit the really hard questions here uh, with a YouTube comment. Said, Outside getting Anders Lee back, what path is there for the Islanders to get better next year? How do we maximize this window they have? Uh the window. Ugh.
1: To me, you have, have to take it. a step Find back it. to move forward.
0: The window is relatively finite. Um, again, I, I've told you if we had Andrews Lee, I think you know we would be I think we would have a much higher chance there to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Again, I'll be interested to see how things go against Boston. Um, they did go ahead and beat us the last three times we played them. They are absolutely firing on all cylinders. Got to take care of Pittsburgh first, uh, but uh, hopefully we continue to get good goaltending and we have some of the early season performances we did against the Bruins.
1: Yeah, the issue we have about getting better is we're right up against the top of the cap. We have the villier Sorokin, and Pellet that we have to resign. Yep. That's not even counting Casey azekas if they want to bring him back. So to me, uh, if it was me. I'm offloading some veterans any way I can, expansion draft, trade, whatever, long-term injury, whatever you got to do. And even if you have to take a little step back to be better in the long run, I'm willing to do that.
0: <laughs> um i just want to do apologize against we had so many comments i did lose some with comments i'm sorry again it happened so quick um uh, got a comment here from Jerry Springer said can you guys face off against the aisles on Isles jags in the podcast uh, laughing my ass off that would be great uh you know again i'd love to have anybody on the podcast really like that that you know has a difference of opinion uh you know Again, you know it's all about being respectful about different points of views. There's a lot of different ways to skin the cat, and you know we're all in it, and we all have the same exact main goal, which is the Islanders winning the Stanley Cup. Or we should all have the same goal as the Islanders winning the Stanley Cup, not the Islanders making the playoffs, not the Islanders making the Eastern Conference Finals. It's about winning the Stanley Cup.
1: I think they probably they heard about the Conrad Michael. people want to trade him. They'll put a trade proposal out tomorrow. Connor McDavid for Leo Komarov and Josh Bailey.
0: You said Conor McMichael originally, but yeah, Conor McDavid, absolutely. So you said Leo Komroff and Josh Bailey for Conor McDavid?
1: They'll say that's probably a good one. That's a good <laughs>
0: <kid>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Paul W. said, Big win, go Bailey. Hey,
1: let's give him credit. He, he got it into the net somehow.
0: <laughs> Darren Z said, The real key is to get someone. On the wing with the first line. Pajot can deal with the mediocre wingers and is not and not hurt the team. Uh let him play with Leo and Michael Del Cole or Zajac.
1: Well, that was before Wallstrom got injured because I've been saying I want Wallstrom on that first line with Barzell. Barry didn't want to do it. He wants to leave him down on the third line.
0: I that I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh yeah, that's what I want. I want Barzell's creativity and Wallstrom's shot. One thing, Wallstrom's going to shoot the puck, and he's actually going to get into the offensive zone. Not like Leo Komarov who kind of stops at the red line.
0: Uh, yeah. And I will I'm tell you. I'm being facetious, of course. Oh well, I know you are. I will say this. I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it a little more, I wouldn't be shocked if I think it should be Michael Docole, but I wouldn't be shocked if Zajac gets a start just because the Zayak connection with Kyle Paul Mary and uh and uh, Jean-Gabriel Pagiot. That's the only thing that wouldn't shock me. Again, we have no idea how long Oliver Walshman is going to be out. Knock on wood that it's going to be only short-term, a game or two. He'll be ready next series.
1: Yeah, we can only hope. Jack's not the answer. Paul Murray's not the answer. We don't have an answer for the first line left wing. We don't.
0: Alexander there says this could be the year of the young goalie Spencer Knight Ilya Sorokin well Sorokin's not as young but Spencer Knights certainly is young I mean uh, how, how old is Spencer Knight is he 20, 21 years he's 20 years old Spencer Knight is 20 years old he just turned 20 years old. think about that unbelievable yep.
1: and uh the, let me tell you something if two caress starts to uh, fade a little bit they had that sway, uh, Swayman kid who's really good too yeah. really good. Uh, he was R- another guy who sparked their resurgence at the end of the year. He was that good in
0: goal. Uh, REC said, if Wallstrom is out, uh, we should see Comroff move to the third line, Ross Johnson to the first line. Johnson can stand in front of the net uh, and chase in the, net the same way Captain Average. Uh, you can tell Ari is a longtime listener if he's calling him Captain Average. That is for certain.
1: I don't see that happening. Um, I. Why not? I mean – I like ross Johnson I don't see him as a first line player like Leo's not a first line player just to say one thing about you know Boston they're already talking about letting go of Tuka Rask because this kid played well towards the end of the year
0: really think about that
1: yep why because Tuka Rask is making the money he's making and they're trying to free it up, free up some money I mean I think he's a, a free agent at the end of the year and they're like well we have this kid in the wings why sign him back? That's what it's what it's about with the flat cap. You got to lose money somewhere.
0: Yeah, Tuka Rask will be a free agent here at the end of the year. He'll be thirty four next year, and he's making right now seven million dollars a year.
1: Right, which is a good deal for him, considering how good he's been. Now he hasn't been great in the Stanley Cup Finals, but he's a good goalie. He's been really good. He's been around for a long time. But they're talking about letting him go because they got this young kid ready to step in. That's what you do. That's what Boston did this year. They got rid of a lot of their de- their older players, their deadwood guys, cut their cap out, and let all the young guys play during the season. Were there growing pains? Yes, there were, particularly early. But then, by the end of the year, they're ready to go. And now they've re- reinvigorated the whole team with a whole bunch of younger guys playing and then getting Taylor Hall for a bag of peanuts.
0: Uh, well, don't even get me started on Taylor Hall uh, Will S. there said Hey boys, waiting for the replay, stuck at work I'll tell you this much, Will uh, The replay probably won't be all that fun to watch I mean, you know the end result So your your blood pressure won't be you know, at 120 the entire game Or anything like that uh, So you're lucky at least you know the end result there
1: He'd be going Holy shit, look at that save Look at that save It's easy when you know the result It's uh, you know, a lot of fun
0: uh, Robin Stewart also said, "Because we had a good pair of goalies, we made the playoffs." I mean, our goalies stood on top of their heads uh, overall this year. I mean, again, Varlamov had a um, has a, had a Vesna S type season this year for certain. He did, and Sorokin had an outstanding. Okay, look at the numbers. He had a Vesna S type. Season. He'll be a Vesna finalist. So Varlamov certainly will. Grumpy. Absolutely.
1: We'll, we'll see. Will. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. The be uh, there, the save percentage was the
0: highest in the league, and goals against average was best oh, in the league.
1: Okay. But we could have said the same thing two years ago when we had Grice and Leonard Then last year when we had Varlamov and Leonard. It's the system, okay? The difference is this kid is – he's so much better because he's way more talented. That plus the system makes him that much better. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to put down what Varlamov did during the season. I thought he was good. But I'll tell you what. He was bad in the playoffs, and you sit. I mean, you can't have bad games in the playoffs or you're going home. If you see somebody who's lighting up, they must play.
0: Uh, Okay, Grumpy, uh, Michael B. also said that Jesus Christ, Anson Carter called it before overtime, picking Josh Bailey to score the game winner. Wear that shirt, Grump, because it's looking pretty damn good.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to wear it and wash it before every game. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh matthew s also saying i misery crew represent a uh, Wooda a film saying i can't believe we won this game but holy shit does it feel good love you grump
1: thank you so much Wooda films and love you too and i mean you know i didn't like how he played but we're going to be going on moving on to the all right i realize i'm getting ahead of myself but i feel we're definitely going to move hard if we lose to boston if we lose to pittsburgh um Man, what a downer that would be!
0: What, what a, a class! Because we're in the driver's seat here. We're playing at home in the Coliseum. Uh, you know that should be easy. Win. We should secure that. Uh, Robin Stewart also said, "You don't win a cup if your goalie doesn't steal a few games. That's for certain. Your goalie has to steal a few games." Um, I'm going to ask
1: Robin a question. Who's capable of stealing games? From what you've seen in the playoffs, which goalie is capable of stealing games? Even during the regular season, did Varlamov really steal games? Was he making spectacular saves? No. He's really good sound positioning, and the pucks hit him. Just like Robin Leonard. He's really consistent.
0: He's really consistent.
1: Right. But this kid is able to make saves that Varlamov can't even dream about. That's the difference. That's why he needs to play.
0: What a film said. I shit you not. I was holding my Bailey Jersey like Linus to his blanket. <laughs> Very um,
1: good.
0: Very good. Uh, and also congratulations Eric Matthew S., I appreciate it. And also Shane Haley, uh, Hanley. I appreciate the early birthday. Thank you. Um, that being said, grumpy moving right along Uh Jerry Springer said me and TJ are both may Gemini's." Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Right. I hate May. It's the worst month of the year. Oh, goodness gracious um <laughs> my, my wife's birthday is in
1: may um yeah, yeah. mother's day is in may yeah so my dad's uh, birthday used to be it was well it is in may he's passed away but it was in may also i hate may it's terrible
0: jerry springer said tj and grump or anybody else listening dpatro in his prime before getting injured versus Sorokin right now who went Sorokin every day of the week yeah dpatro now sorry I again, like I liked Rick DiPietro. Again, I love him more as a person than I did as a player because it, you know it's unfortunate what happened to him injury wise. But I like him more as a player. I like him more now after his playing career with the Islanders.
1: We traded away a future Hall of Fame goalie. Don't remind me. And put Rick, Di, Rick DiPietro in there because Mike Berry, Mike Milbury, liked his attitude.
0: Well, Rick, and didn't we also go ahead and trade away Spezza? Or no, that was no, the that was,
1: that was after.
0: That was that was that was actually. where
1: we got this was this is when we got rid of uh, Jokinen and Luongo for Mark Parrish and Oleg Kavasha. and we could have drafted either Danny Haitley or Marion Gaborik, and we picked Riteek Pietro with the number one pick in the draft. Yikes!
0: Um, what a film said, Linus as in Peanuts. TJ, no, I knew the Peanuts. I knew as soon as he said Linus, it took me a second. As soon as I read it, I'm like, oh yeah, as in you know Peanuts. There they've got um, Charlie Brown, right?
1: Uh, anybody else through that comic strip you know?
0: Uh Is it Charlie Brown? I know Linus was a dirty kid who always had the blanket. No,
1: that was Pigpen.
0: Oh, Pigpen. Linus
1: was his friend who used to carry the little blanket.
0: I remember they had the bird. I can't remember his name, the yellow bird. Woodstock. And they Woodstock. Woodstock. They had the dog, too. What was the dog's name? Oh, shit. You gotta, I don't remember the dog's name. Oh,
1: crap.
0: Snoopy, Snoopy the dog. That's right, Snoopy the dog. And I remember they had the girl too, who had like the little yellow hair that used to take the football out underneath Charlie Brown. I remember Charlie Brown and Linus. It was the okay. only one I remember I thought I you, remember. You
1: don't remember anything correctly. The one who used to hold the football and pull it away was Lucy Van Pelt. Uh, I never. She had that. black hair. Charlie Brown's sister was the one with the blonde hair. Then you had Pigpen, Peppermint Patty. He yeah, Snoopy. Oh my God. You're embarrassed. And then the teacher teacher's
4: going, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am. And then Schroeder, he used to play the piano.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Alexander says there, I'm watching a Jet Oilers game, and I feel like I'm watching a game with the Barclays with that car in the corner. Oof, Think yeah. about that.
1: Think about That always bothered me. They had the car. I'm like, you're taking prime. Maybe they couldn't have put seats there, but couldn't you put even like you know retractable seats or temporary seats instead of seeing a a Honda car? Make no sense to me.
0: Uh, Brennan uh, G there says, I'm thinking Crosby is going to be ticked at Yari. Uh, They are either going to play someone else, or the whole room is throwing in the towel.
1: That's what I think. They they have to play somebody else. They cannot they. He's just been so bad this series that you have to go with someone else, and I think the team would rally around him. Honestly,
0: Robin Stewart brings it up. Grumpy said we couldn't beat Pittsburgh in a ten-game series. He did say yes, that.
1: but I, I did say we'd win an eleven-game series. So,
0: <laughs> oh goodness, Michael B. saying happy early birthday, TJ.
1: And in my honestly, in my defense, I didn't realize Tristan Joy sucked that bad. <sighs> Because uh, we have been outplayed by Pittsburgh for most of this, for except for one game, we've been outplayed by Pittsburgh.
0: Michael be there saying happy birthday TJ don't factor in a Friday night podcast for your long-term health no we won't be doing a Friday I'll get married on Friday so it won't podcast Friday I'd be in the doghouse day one of the marriage so I'll try to I'll, I'll try to do anything I can to avoid that um, but we wanted to go live here today so we can provide at least a Wednesday podcast We're still going have a Saturday, we're still gonna have another Monday podcast release but it is going to be more about the Islanders dynasty. Uh, so this is when we had there in the bank. It's going to be, you know, and this is we recorded before the playoffs. So I think we mentioned it too. Uh, but this is going to be a podcast that is covering, you know, the uh, the Stanley Cup, the uh, 1980 to 1984 Stanley Cup winners. There, the Islanders dynasty, the best dynasty in NHL history, absolutely in sports history as well. Could uh, play any
1: style game to win, absolutely any style, physical style, finesse style, speed game. Slog game, anything and beach anyway.
0: Matthew S. had agreed. I was originally in Letty's quarter, but he has been awful lately.
1: Yep. Probably they told him they're gonna protect him in the expansion F so now he goes back to being what he's been the last three, four years.
0: <laughs> uh, what a Films so of the YouTube comment says Leah was great. Barry has been twisting my arm, but he was great.
1: Um I thought he played okay. I thought he, he did he did what he's supposed to do. My biggest issue with Leo Komarov has been since he's come here that you didn't need to sign him to a four-year deal, number one. And number two, he's a fourth-line player, which we had plenty of. And number three, that's the issue. He's a fourth-line player playing on the first line.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's more
1: circumstance than him as a player.
0: Alexander says, Trish Jari looks like 2013 Nabakov.
1: Gosh, remember how bad that was? Oh, off, yeah, dude. That
0: was, that was that, incredible. that's that's
1: that's what, as an Islander fan, how I felt when we played them in 2013. I thought that we were the better team that series, I thought we played extremely well, but every time Nabokov would sabotage our victories, and that's what Jari's done for that. Oh, terrible.
0: Robin Stewart also says, Their ugly goals win in the playoffs, and grinders score them. Well, maybe you should watch some of the other series because.
1: The skill players are scoring great-looking goals, and they're also scoring those other-type goals.
0: It's uh, a play. Yeah. Brennan also says there, uh, Vegas is going to win this game. It's funny, right? Uh, at the time period, it said, hey, Vegas is down there 3-1. Uh, to one. Now it is three to 3-2 early in the third period. So Vegas might be able to tie it up there. Remember, if Vegas wins tonight, they will knock the Wild out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I. it doesn't matter. Even if they don't win today, they'll win the next game.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. They're grumpy old man. Uh, Oh, here we go. Robin also saying, why all the hating on Varlamov? He's been great for our team.
1: I don't think we're hating him. I just think it's the realization that you have a kid who's way better with a future who has to get paid this offseason, and you can't afford two guys to make that much money in in goaltending 10. You just can't. Not everybody can get paid with a flat cap.
0: So Varlamar well, has the structure, we can't afford to do that, right? Like you look at some goalies that have huge contracts like that. I, I'm just gonna tell you if Sorokin continues to play the way he did does in the playoffs, don't be shocked at all if he's making five million or a little more. Again, because already- I mean, here's the thing, right? If he's gonna sign, you know, a short to a midterm deal, maybe you get him on five or six six million dollar If he signs a long-term deal, I'm telling you, you're gonna pay for him. You're gonna pay for him, and you should.
1: But you can buy out again, you can buy out restricted free agency years and not have to pay him as much because you're buying out you only have to all they have to do if they want to just keep him his restricted free agent they just give him a qualifying offer they can do that it's dumb but let's say you sign like where the let's say you only have to pay him three million dollars and he's restricted for how many other years instead you give him more money up front and you buy out free agency years so you give him five million per as opposed to seven. We've gone you know, over
0: this, you've gone over this. You, and oh, I and you, don't, you still don't
1: understand what I'm you talking
0: about. You and I disagree on this on many different levels. We'll never because see you. That. Don't understand I, it. I, no, it's not because I don't understand it. I told yeah. you before, Grump. That's not how teams yeah. do it, though. That is how teams do it. Every single – look at what they did with
1: Austin Matthews in Toronto. They bought out a whole bunch of free agency years by signing him to a deal like that for, what, $8 million per, whatever it was. If you let him get the free agency, he's going to make twelve. That's why you do it. Mitch Marner, they did the same thing with.
0: Okay. They signed Austin Matthews to a deal where he's making $11.6 million a year, Grump. That's what I told you. You think this way, but it's not the case. I don't want to yeah, get nailed on it. You got yeah, think think paid more than that. Yeah. Okay. But look what they did with Mitch Marner. Look what they did with
1: uh, Nyquist. Um, I'm sorry, Nylander. They signed those guys before they hit free agency. Look what John Tavares made as a free agent, right? 12 million. What was it? 11 and a half, 12 million a year. Whatever he makes.
0: Here's the thing. You said, look what they did with Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner gets paid $10.9 million a year. Stop, Grump. We're not going to talk about this. It derails mm-hmm. the whole thing. You and I don't see eye to eye on it. Let's just move on because it's not worth the aggravation and argument. It's a happy day for me, Grump. You okay. And you're just, ah, Grump. You're trying your best. Brendan there said, expose Lee. They won't take him. Leo can be captain if they do. Smile <sighs> yeah, I would expose Lee.
1: Uh, here's the thing. Even if they want to take him, so what? He's 31 years old. He has five more years making $7 million per. He's not going to earn that money. He's going to be diminishing return. Those are the type of guys you want to lose. Here's the thing it was a dumb signing to start, really stupid to sign a guy for that kind of term at his ability level. Dumb. The same thing with Everly, five and a half million per. Dumb for three more years. They don't age like wine, they age like vinegar. And that's why you want to lose some of those contracts. That's what you want to do.
0: And it's like Grumpy mentions the same points every time. Because it's true. Because it's true. Brian M. there said, you need two great goalies.
1: Not true. Not true. You need two good goalies.
0: I'll tell you one thing. I think any good goalie, your average goalie, excels in this system. I, I really yeah. do. I that's one thing, right? We talk about you know certain like flaws in Barry and the like, coaching staff and uh, management. I'll tell you one thing that is a huge plus. No matter who we throw out there net, I feel one hundred and ten percent confident that Pierre Greco, Mitchell Corn, and Barry Trotz will have it to where that goalie can succeed. Even if it's the backup goalie, if a guy like Sorokin gets hurt and Varlamov's no longer here, I feel the backup, no matter who it is, will be successful. Just because the system we play and the great, excellent coaching staff we've got there, in that.
1: Now, what's the thing that gives our system trouble? Teams that are real aggressive on the forecheck. That's why you see when Pittsburgh is real aggressive on the forecheck. That's why they're getting fifty shots a game. That's not our style. Okay, we're to hold teams not to fifty shots a game. Okay, and certainly not prime scoring opportunity shots like they had today. That's not our style.
0: Absolutely. Um, also got to hear REC there said Ross the line number one he's big fan on Ross on the first line he is nearly the same player as Anders Komarov can muck it up there on the third line uh, if Zajac or Michael Doe Cole is on the third line we'll only have the second line with any sort of chance to put up points
1: um that depends on how Bavillier plays because how- Nelson hasn't done anything this series he's been okay defensively uh, Bailey has played. Okay. I actually a little bit better than, okay. I'm going to give credit, but pavilier I think has played very well this series, but Nelson's I, been
0: not good. I will tell you this here, right? Um, I think Michael DeCole does go ahead and dig after pucks. He Maybe we'll go ahead and create, you know, a little bit more of a four checking heavy for checking option. Uh, maybe he'll go ahead and draw some pucks loose there. And again, you know, with Pajot and, and Paul Mary, maybe they're able to put a few of those in the net. So we'll see there. I I'm just, I, I, I think with Michael go Zajac. I'm not a big fan. I want Michael Del Cole in there.
1: And here's just one thing to remember that Barry doesn't like to upset a whole bunch of lines when there's in, an injury. He just likes to see if he could just tinker with one and keep everything else the same. That's why I think you're going to see Michael Del Cole just take over Wallstrom's spot on the third line.
0: What a films there says, Grumpy, I love you. Best taste in music and movies. You're a genius, uh, but get happy about the win like tonight.
1: Hey, I am happy about the win. I just – I can't believe how bad Jari is. It's stunning, actually. I
0: am about to say, Grump is all such a dibby downer sometimes. Alexander and also Brennan are wishing me congratulations and good luck. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and David D. said, Shades of David Volok in 1993 versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes, this time yeah. it's Josh Bailey in 2021.
1: It was David Volok.
0: Volok, sorry. Um,
1: and that was another series where Pittsburgh was just better than us. They were certainly the better team, and Terjan was out, and we somehow managed to win. Glenn Healy was fantastic in that playoff series. Barrasso was a little bit shaky on Pittsburgh's end, and uh, the Kevin Stevens injury in Game 7 really shook Pittsburgh up, and I think that's what cost them, honestly. But they, we were up by two goals, I think, with five minutes to go, and they came back and tied it, send the game to overtime. I remember watching that game. That was a Friday night game.
0: Uh, Dirk there says Cedar is awesome talking about there. Cedar, uh, for defenseman there for the uh the Detroit Red Wings, said a hard hitter who can control the game from the behind. I'd compare him to Scott Stevens. It's our first win for Germany in 25 years over Canada. I don't know who that kid is, but if he's Scott Cedar, Stevens. Cedar Cedar is a German-born kid who played in the Swedish elite league this last year. So that's why I was like, Dirk, I need, I need, I need the scattering report there on him. Has
1: he been drafted by
0: anybody? Yeah, no, he's been drafted. He was drafted two years ago by the Detroit Red Wings. He signed a contract. I'm sure he's going to be over there in Detroit this next year. He won the best defenseman in the Swedish Hockey League this last year. So that's why I was asking Dirk about it. I know he's a German-born guy, and I know I'm sure Dirk has had a good scouting report on him.
1: Well, Scott, if you're compared to Scott Stevens, that's pretty darn good
0: ah uh, you could definitely have a worse com- you could definitely have you know a worse damn a uh, worse uh, worse company to keep that is for certain again uh and you know in 2019 2020 he played in the A and he put up good numbers in this last year played in the swedish league or swedish uh, swedish hockey league also put up good numbers um brett let's go out as said only because bailey scored buddy i don't need to hype the business grumpy it's the business model we can ask for
1: i just i just want to let you know that I do appreciate all the shirts I get from you. Every time every time I wear one, you get a mention. I ever actually think I gave you a mention even when I'm not wearing the shirt.
0: Uh, Brendan said, whatever happens this year, time to strip the team down and aim for 26 to 25 years old. Do what the Leafs did without the Babcock move. Um, I'm not opposed to that. Here, Here's the thing, though. I, yeah. I think some of the older players need to go. I think some of the players need to stay. I, you know, I look at what they did in Toronto. As good as Toronto has been in the regular season, they've never been able to do it. And they
1: couldn't I mean, be Boston. They couldn't be Boston.
0: Okay. Well, here's the thing, right? We're we playing East. East is a real tough division. You know, we're going to see. You know, towards it's it's funny, right? As soon as our window right now, the way we look at it, as currently composed, starts to close in like two or three years. Um, you know, if they don't make any moves, they don't make any adjustments. The Penguins and the Washington Capitals window starts to close a little more, too, is the funny thing about it, right? It just means, like, who's going to be up for grabs? Are the Devils going to be able to take control? or you know, Are the Sabres, after their plethora of early draft picks, going to be able to take control? Or do the do the New York Rangers finally put things together and start taking control? I mean, again, the Rangers have a lot of talent, as much as yeah. we all think like the Rangers.
1: Yeah, but those other teams already have younger players on their team. They're not just a bunch of older guys like we are. Most of our guys are in their 30s. Nine of our twelve forwards are in their thirties. That's not the case with the other teams, just isn't. And Nick a couple D- of players, sure.
0: Nick D said, "The only T-shirt better than the one Grumpy is wearing is a Grumpy's Groupies T-shirt." Great game tonight. We definitely didn't deserve to win tonight, but Sorokin was unreal. Keep up the great work, guys. I'm, I'm working. On the Grumpy's, on the Grumpy's Groupies, groupies shirt. I'm working. I'm working on the Grumpy's Groupies T-shirt. Grumpy, I'm working on it. I'm working it's on okay. it. Michael Z said, "This kid is a champ." he's not a real rookie ride the kid out
1: right he's 25 it's not like he's an 18 year old he's all right he's he has been playing at a high level true it's in the in the uh KHL but he was a stud there too i mean and he looks bigger now even from the big, beginning of the year he just looks bigger in that
0: more confidence.
1: Yeah, well, he just looks bigger. I thought the first couple of games, I'm like, gosh, he looks so tiny in that. But he looks bigger now, and he's just so darn athletic.
0: Michael Z there also saying any update on Wallstrom, no update on Wallstrom. I don't think we'll get one maybe until tomorrow, maybe a concussion. Maybe he's got a little bit of a banged up knee. I have no idea. I mean, that was a violent jerk of the head, but he also kind of went off on one skate. So I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe it's a little bit of a head injury as well as a knee. Who knows? Uh, Hopefully it's nothing too serious where he can bounce back and he'll be ready for the next series.
1: And I will say, you know, even though I kind of dumped on Matheson early, he did look actually concerned. Um, when uh, he saw Wallstrom on the ice. Uh, and also, kudos to the uh, the Pittsburgh fans who gave him a nice hand as he went off the ice.
0: Michael P., they're absolutely good sportsmanship. All hockey players, for the most part, have it. Considering the craziness of this season, making the playoffs in maybe the toughest division and maybe even winning a round uh, if we lose to Boston the next round, was it a successful season? No. Uh, Here's the thing, right? I think if we get to the Eastern Conference Finals again, I think we it's been a successful season because I do take all those factors in. If we make it to the same point we did last year, it's a successful season. we go any further, I look at it as an A++ year, right? You're not just going to automatically stumble upon a Stanley Cup. I think, you know, Stanley Cup is S-tier, the absolute best of the best. If you get knocked out – okay, if we get knocked out in the first round after being up three games to two, going home to the Coliseum in game six, man, oh, man, I don't put this as a successful season. I'm sorry. This is a – a, it's a surefire thing. I think there's no way we lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins in game six at the Coliseum.
1: Yeah. Um, unless we get back to the same spot we were last year, I don't consider success. I just don't. You're supposed to incrementally take steps up, not go back. I remember we're an older team, so it's not like we're going to have so many more kicks at the can with this group.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we would obviously have to go ahead and make a few adjustments and make modifications. Um, absolutely. Uh, here we go. Michael Z also saying, not looking forward to Taylor Hall. He's been really good for them. Really good. Really good. <laughs> And what a film's also saying without scoring a goal, Barzal helped the Islanders win.
1: Um, I thought he looked okay today, but they've shut him down. And I'll tell you what: Boston was the first team this year to say, "You know what? We're going to put two guys on him all the time and make somebody else beat us." They were the first team to do that. And if you know, I feel we're going to be Pittsburgh too. If we play Boston, uh, expect to see more of the same. I mean, it just is what it is. They're going to say, "Let somebody else beat us." Hmm. JG Pagel, perhaps he's always been good against Boston.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing: uh, you know, JG Pagel wouldn't mind him getting hot because he's a guy when he gets hot, watch out. The same thing with Bevilier. That was an excellent goal by him. Uh, that right? If 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 uh, start to get hot, watch out. Same thing there with Everly. Again, Everly's putting the fourth a few goals here of the last few nights. So,
1: yeah, uh, he's. But I'll tell you what, he's missed. He missed a couple of passes right on his stick. Even the goalie scored, he bungled the pass. I mean, because it was right there, and he bungled it. And then uh, the Bailey uh, Nelson made a great pass from the corner to him, and it just right off his stick. I'm like, man, you're right there in prime scoring area, and with the sieve in that, that's a goal. And he just couldn't handle the pass. I mean, it's something he should have handled. I'm sorry. I don't think he's been great this series either.
0: We got a comment from the Zoo Band. Uh, he said, uh, Jari gifted us game five, and Sorokin stood on his head. Somebody soon uh, to get to be getting paid. What a game. Fair to say Sorokin is number one. I'll tell you one thing also, too. The Zoo Band, we're going to have uh, the lead singer there, uh, Randall on I know he plays there he used to now again like they were the cover band there out front of the Barclays Arena in the Coliseum there well before and uh, has some interesting stories about the team back during the Millberry days used to have close connections to the team so you're talking uh, off season podcast wise some uh, interesting insight onto what that team looked like and kind of the ins and outs I'm I'm waiting I cannot wait for the that's one of the only reasons I can't wait for the off season is we can get Randall there scheduled and give him the proper amount of time there to fill us in on some inside Mike Milbury stories and some inside player stories like that. I love the dirt. Oh, yeah, for certain. Again, anytime I get more context as to what happened, I love it. Uh, what a film said, did you know Boom Boom Mancini and Anders Lee went to school together at Notre Dame? No,
1: that's not true. Did
0: Trey Mancini go to the same? Did he, really?
1: No, no. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought he was talking about Boom Boom Mancini, the fighter. Ray Boom Boom Mancini. He was a fighter back like in the seventies and early eighties.
0: Maybe, maybe he. Stopped, maybe they both just went to Notre Dame. That's the only thing I can think. Oh, because okay. I'm thinking maybe, I'm, maybe Trey Mancini. May, I, you went know to. Call oh, him?
1: maybe Trey Mancini. Maybe his nickname was Boom Boom. I don't know. Pulling the grump. So give me a sec here, huh? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know if. But Boom Boom Mancini was a fighter. Uh, he killed the guy in a ring. Duck Koo Kim. Uh, it was on a CBS fight. Uh, Saturday afternoons, I used to show fights on TV, and he knocked them out, and the kid wound up dying. And uh, he was a champion for a while when they had the alphabet soup champions. Uh, I forget what his – I think he was a
0: – Yep, so here it is. Yep, it's yeah, Trey like Mancini. Boo Boo Mancini is referring to as Trey Mancini. He did play okay. back in 2013 in Notre Dame, and so did Anders Lee.
1: Yeah, Anders Lee was a good – wasn't he – didn't he play baseball as well? Or I know he played yeah. football. Football.
0: Okay, he was a three-store guy, a three-sport guy, but I knew he was really good at football too. Uh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh d said, I know Brett York, uh, York Marks Twitter burner account. He thrashes the Islanders daily. Frank K can confirm this now. Who is Brett York Marks? Uh,
1: the name is so familiar, but I can't remember. I I don't know.
0: I was about to say, yeah. Uh, we'll is- have to
1: talk to D cut off the air on that because I'd like that. I love any type of dirt information that we he's, can get.
0: He's the CEO of the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I'm not surprised at that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Minnesota was outshot 22 to one in the second period there by Brennan. Holy crap.
1: Yeah. I mean, Vegas is better than they are.
0: It's just, you know, just Sorry. And Brendan also says, "Don't touch the money. We haven't won anything yet." I, I just think this is a surefire thing. I really do think this is. Uh, I'd be shocked if the Islanders don't advance to the second round of the playoffs.
1: The thing is that the whole thing with Pittsburgh is the way that they're losing. When you can't, when you can't have any faith in your goaltender to make it, to just not just do something dumb to lose games, it's got to be real difficult mentally
0: uh phil fax also said varlamov's three game shutout streak was against the rangers the rangers and the capitals two of the top 10 teams in scoring this year
1: yeah but we absolutely own the rangers this year absolutely own them
0: so, yeah and again whether it was varlamov Sorokin, we played really well against the rangers that is for certain um, uh that being said always ride the hot hand in this case Sorokin. right mm-hmm. that's what you should do ride the hot hand and the zoo band there, uh, Randall also said, here's a question. How far does Pittsburgh go if Sorokin was on their team?
1: They go to these conference finals. If they had a good if they had a goalie, they put pressure on teams offensively. They really do. I mean, they've hemmed us in our own end pretty much the whole series. I mean, you know, I mean, thank goodness we have Sirokin. <laughs> two games when Varlomov played, they beat us but Sorokin roken plays we win
0: a uh, mario there says Cole Caulfield was also there for the taking. He's better than Kaliev, Tomasino, Thomasino, Michael. I'm not sure I'm going to jump on it again. Like I know Cole Caulfield's numbers are. Okay. He's midget. He's like five foot six, five foot seven. But the numbers he put up there this year at the University of Wisconsin were gaudy. 31 games played, 30 goals and 22 assists in college. Um, and again, this year he he played you know a few games there in the A. He played two games in the A, he had three goals and assists. And this year uh, for the Montreal Canadiens, 10 games played, four goals, one assist. And, again, he's playing there also in the playoffs as well. So, again, Cole Caulfield making an immediate there. Impact uh, is a little bit smaller, though, for certain. Again, a guy maybe, you know, he's got the uh, Alex Brindicat type feel to him.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't fit on this team. He'd never play on this team. He wouldn't even be up if he was on this team. His size would limit what he could do defensively. So he wouldn't.
0: Kaweta score there says with the YouTube comment says game five might have been the worst game I've ever seen Letty play as an Islander.
1: Ooh, he's not harsh. been he's not been good this series. He hasn't been.
0: That is harsh. Um, Jerry Springer said, I love when Lou from the landline calls in and TJ gets overly excited and Grump rolls his eyes and groans. And it gets visibly uncomfortable. So funny, uh, the difference in your guys' reactions is hilarious and noticeable. Uh, but why does the Fogazi version of Lou speak with a British accent, laugh my ass off? Y'all notice that? I, th- I think he's. I think he's from. I think he's from overseas. I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, but, no, I wouldn't call him the wish.com version of Lou. I love him more than Lou Lamarillo. He gives the real answers that Lou won't give. We'll sometimes get some real answers out of him. I love it. It's dude.
1: Fugazi, not fogazy. okay?
0: Oh, sorry, fugazy. Sorry, Grump. Forgive me. And he, I think, think what he's tr- trying to I'm sorry. Forgive me, huh? He's trying
1: to speak with that, uh, you know, Connecticut, Providence area accent that Lou does. That's what he's trying to do.
0: And I think he does a damn good job of it too. I do too. I enjoy. It. Brennan said Darnell Nurse just had a four-minute and 40 second, a four minute and 47 second long shift. Holy uh, crap. How could how good
1: could he have been for a four-minute and 47-minute shift? I just think about it. I mean, he I, think, I think Nurse is okay. I don't think he's great. But he's okay. But if five minutes on the ice at a time as playing defense, I mean, how, I don't know. Do you wonder why they're in the shape they're in.
0: I was about to say, man, I, you know, that's one of those things, too. You wonder, hey, if Edmonton gets swept in the first round of the playoffs, what do they do? Seriously, what do the uh, Edmonton Oilers do? I know it's not Oilers' podcast, but what did the Oilers do? They have to look to restructure, change, tool up because, you know, they've got the talent. They've got the offensive talent. They have to do something different.
1: They're another team that needs a goalie. I don't think Mike Smith is the answer there. Um, they need defense. They need a coach. I think Barry Trotz would do. Uh, he would do wonders with them. He really would. Uh, just because they don't have any defensive structure, they don't, and they'd have to move some guys. They're loaded with offensive talent, but at some point in time, you have to take some of that talent move those assets to potentially get a couple of stud defensemen back there? Why didn't they go after uh, Angelo last offseason? I don't know.
0: Good question, Negrum. Jerry Springer said, what makes Grumpy an NHL analyst and expert? What are the exact qualifications? Being a cranky old boomer with corny old dad jokes? Just kidding. I love you guys.
1: I piss more blood and bang more queef than all you numbnuts put together. That's why.
0: (laughs) That's why he is the NHL analyst and expert. And I've
1: seen more hockey games than I care to know.
0: Uh. (laughs) Oh goodness. films also saying not many goalies could perform like this. Let's not put too much pressure on Sorokin, but damn, he was incredible day of goaltending today.
1: And what's the thing, right? He's, his economy of movement, but he's able to get across from side to side like that. But he's so calm. He's the real deal. The kid's the real deal. Remember early in the year when he's when he was playing, you we could see the glimpses, and we just said, let's pump the brakes, pump the brakes, forget it. <laughs> hey, what do they say? Load the wagons and let's go.
0: Fair enough, Grump. Fair enough um john p also said tristan jari tj with a little pondering face okay get likening my name to tristan jari the abbreviation oh. Oh, no 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 I <laughs> <like> <laughs> films after i messed up snoopy and all the other uh all the other ones there from uh, charlie brown ask grumpy who can straighten you up for a quarter <laughs> i guess i need help and he also said you can get a shrink for 25 cents there you
1: could Man. also, you could also have a rat gnaw that thing off your face for a quarter.
0: That's an Uncle Buck reference. Robin Stewart said you don't give in consideration and top high danger save percentage without being capable of stealing games.
1: I just don't think Barlamov steals games for us. I never have. Hmm. Where this kid this kid has the ability to actually steal games. How many times does Varlamov make highlight real saves? And this kid does it not because he's flying all over the place. is because he's able to make saves that Varlamov just can't.
0: And what if films also said Sorokin is our future for certain he is. I, I disagree. I disagree. He's our present. That's oh, why. you do that shit all the time. I disagree. He's our present and our future. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the Zuban Randall also says, uh, what does Yari's mom say to her son tonight? go. Oh, that's good. Grump, I'll let you go first. I'm going to formulate what her... No, go
1: ahead. You say something first because I have to word this right.
0: Uh, I think his mom would say, Christian you know, This is the culmination of all the years we've been bringing you, you know, even since Pee Wee and Mike, just trust in your technique, trust in your form. Uh, You know, we need you to go ahead and play out there to your best abilities. We know you can do it. Just focus on one game at a time. Don't let this poor game define here the rest of this series. You know, great defining moments and rebounds there. Go ahead and really could create there a playoff push there in a Stanley Cup championship. You've got some of the best teammates around you. Just do what you can, trust in your technique and abilities.
1: Okay, no. What his mom says is, "Here, Tristan, drink this Kool Aid."
0: Really, drink the Kool Aid, huh? Do you know what that means? It means he's gonna die.
1: It means you kill yourself, like Joe. It's from Jim uh, Jim Jones in Jonestown. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Kill
1: yourself, Tristan. You suck. That's what his mom is gonna say to him.
0: Oh goodness!
1: Drink this Kool Aid.
0: That being said, Grump, we are we ran through a lot of comments here today, a lot of phones, a successful Monday night podcast. It is now 1 o'clock there, Eastern Standard Time. Grump, around bedtime. What else do you have to say before we wrap things up here today?
1: I want to say uh, love and laughter to everyone who listened and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man.
0: Well, thank you, Grumpy Old Man. Thank you, everybody who listened there to the podcast in live stream today. This will be released on a Wednesday. We will have the Islanders Dynasty podcast there, 1980 through 84, recapping all of the glory years, which Grump loves. And I know a lot of the, the, uh, the fans and listeners who experience that love to reminisce on those glory days. Uh, that will be released there on Monday and Wednesday. Uh, rain or shine, hell or high water, no matter what happens in this series, we will have a live stream Wednesday evening. Uh, Unless
1: the playoff series against Boston starts earlier than that, perhaps.
0: I'm still shooting for Wednesday, Grump. We're still shooting for Wednesday. Um, But that being said, thank you so much, Grumpy Old Man, and thank you so much for everybody who tuned in there live uh, to the podcast and live stream. Thank you so much. We do appreciate, you know, always the support and always the comments there and then chiming in, guys. Uh, it is – it's been a good one. Hey, one won game five. I'm feeling confident going into game six. I feel like we're closing this out in game six. We're closing this out Wednesday. One
1: win away. One win away. We are
0: yes. yep. we on to the today. second round. Second round. Got to take it one game at a time, one round at a time. I'm looking forward to it. But thank you again, Grumpy Old Man.
1: My pleasure.